All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are starting up a brand new campaign tonight. We are playing Delta Green again. This is the second time that we have run Delta Green on the channel. Last time we did it, uh, we started with a very easy, uh, an easy campaign, super easy. Wanted to get our our feet wet, and we just jumped right into Impossible Landscapes. Uh, it's which is an amazing campaign. Uh, not because of anything we did, uh, but because of everything that Arc Dream and Dennis Detweiler did, because it is a phenomenal. If you haven't played it yet, if you haven't run it yet, if you haven't watched our our run of it yet, please do. It is it is really really great. So since we set that bar so incredibly high, we're gonna lower it just like hugely with this uh, with this second campaign, as we're gonna do things a a little differently, uh, in that we don't necessarily have one campaign that we're going to be uh, playing like Impossible Landscapes is. Instead, ours is gonna be more. Um, kind of a collection of things. We've got some official Delta Green scenarios. We've got some modern Call of Cthulhu stuff that I'm going to start weaving in here and a few things of my own design. All of that's going to come together to create our own Night at the Opera, our own long, wonderful uh, campaign here that we're going to call What Lies We Tell. And we're going to go from there. Uh, so that's that's our plan. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat right now that's talking a bunch. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Thank you to Tim Scott and so many others who've thrown out some bits and subs already. That's really, really kind of you. Uh, I have had uh, about 17 cups of coffee today. I am fired the F up, uh, but uh, but it's uh, it's going to be an interesting start. Now, a couple things I want to get off, I want to talk about first before we, we start it up. Uh, we are going to be doing the campaign from the beginning when no one on this screen is in Delta green or knows anything about Delta green. So where we're starting in these first couple of sessions is going to be like the equivalent of a Delta green incursion. The idea of, of like during character creation, you come up with what mission or what happened in the past that brought your character into Delta green. We're going to actually play that out. And so they all know coming in that they don't know anything about Delta green players do obviously, but the characters have no clue. Uh, and if they survive, they uh, they're probably going to get recruited. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, so that's uh, that's one big thing. Second thing is we're probably going to have a fifth player, uh, but not during this opening thing. We'll talk about that the time comes. All of us have played before, with the exception of Steven. Is that correct, Steven? I know you played Fall of Delta Green, right? I have not played any Delta Green. I am a virgin. Uh, you did not tell me that. Uh, that was a requirement uh, for play in this campaign. <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna have uh, to well, it's been fun. Go ahead and turn off your Zoom uh, camera. No, no. You no. get uh, extra classes with Jeff after stream today. Yeah. We have to do like a resort works. cram session. We just play a bunch of. I'm just gonna run you through impossible landscapes on Sunday. Let's just do a hardcore yeah. 24 hour run. 24 hour run. 24 hour run of impossible. I'll be sobbing by the end. Okay, so other things that you would all need to know. We are going to. This is this is uh, our first session here. Our first scenario. Uh, it's going to be one that takes place in 2009. Uh, it is going to be much more of a bottle episode and that we're not going to be sprawling around a bunch. Uh, it's also going to be one that I cooked up. So uh, if it sucks, uh, it's because uh, I did it. So that's why. Okay. You guys got any questions? We good to go? Got any? Good to go. Good to okay. go. Run Thank you. It. Thank you. We are starting off with lots and lots of bits to help us yeah. with our percentiles and our well, rolls. That's actually a good point. We are going to do bits uh, for audience boosts, just like we do in most of other games. Uh, for Delta Green, what we're going to do is 10% or 20% boost per rolls. So for every boost that a player gets, they can add 10% or 20% to a roll. You can also throw out complications as per usual in the GM kind of can use them however they want. And uh, I will. Uh, so there's that. Okay. Uh, I think that was it. I think we're good to go, right? So yeah. we 
open cinematically, as we like to do here, to the sounds of winds, heavy, unrelenting winds. Uh, they're just thrashing and thrashing around, sounds of lightning, thunder, all of it's paired with this torrent of rain, and all other sounds seems to just mute and drown itself out. But if you listen really close, you can kind of hear some things. You can hear the wailing of sirens, car horns, the rip of a tree as it comes uprooted from the earth. And as we kind of fade in from that, that blackness where we're just getting sound, we start to see something more. We see streets. We see yards partially flooded. Currents of water that are carrying debris to these little collection areas and ditches that are quickly becoming overrun. We pan through a neighborhood that is filled with boarded up houses, duplexes, uh, cars that are hidden away in carports. We see a scattered dozen lights in condominiums on the horizon to the east. We watch as streetlights sway and blink, some rip and fall and flail around like a dying snake. And we settle on a school sign nestled between a pair of tall and strong Norwegian pines. It reads, Rolling Green Elementary, Emergency Shelter. Behind the sign, in what appear to be a very, uh, a very robust stack of sandbags that is surrounding almost the entirety of the school, we can see that there are a dozen or more cars that are parked inside the parking lot. To the north, we can see a, a near lifeless playground. Uh, it's extending until you cannot see it any further. There are swing seats and chains have been removed. We can see empty seesaws tipping to and fro in the wind. We can see a merry-go-round spinning and spinning and spinning. To the south, you can see these dark portable buildings, these annexes that are flanking a single-story complex. Nearly every window covered with plywood or with these old-fashioned hurricane shutters. Beneath an overhang, this broken sandwich board has been nailed into a wall, and it displays this chalk-drawn arrow that points inward through this recessed entranceway and into the linoleum halls of Rolling Green Elementary. We see as we start to move inside these halls, bulletin boards decorating to the sides, banners hanging from the ceiling, emergency protocols pinned over top of school business, winter break reminders, after school organizations, PTA calendars. The floor is slick with tracked in water and mud and leaves circuitously moving from the entranceway down the hall, all leading to a pair of deep green doors cafeteria stenciled in white and split down the middle where the doors part. So we move inside. We see that there are more than two dozen people scattered about in this makeshift sanctuary. Lunch tables have been shifted out of their normal long rows and into a series of, of islands. There are tired and wet, weary folk that are wrapped up in towels and blankets. They're listening absentmindedly to whatever pumps through their headphones, their earbuds, reading magazines or books found mostly in doctor's offices or airports. We see a pair of shelter workers with colorful windbreakers and hats. They're handing out water bottles. They're directing new arrivals. They're 
tending to this decades-old TV that's atop a rolling cart that's still somehow picking up local news signals. We see radar showing the arcing path of Hurricane Maya. Slow, plodding, and stubborn. We see a pair of children that are racing across the floors, stopping and using the water to slide. A sunburnt old man in a floral shirt is snoring loudly, giving a bit of a soundtrack. And more than one adult or parent is fidgeting with a cell phone that doesn't seem to provide any service. And as we continue to pan over all of these people, these different faces, we're going to zoom in on others. Steven, who do we see? What do they look like? And what are they doing? So we see Declan G.W. Ellis, and he is a mid-30s man, a receding hairline, a bit longer blonde hair, and he is dressed like he wants to have like an Ivy League style, but it's sloppy and poorly styled, um, as if he doesn't really understand fashion that well, but he's still trying to buy nicer clothing. Um, And he is sitting uh, with his beagle, Merlin, um, most likely on uh, one of the cots, uh, just uh, he'd probably be reading a book right now. So is when you say how, how old would we say Merlin is? Is he is he like a pup? Is he older? I uh, think he's probably like seven years old. So okay. not like a really old pup, but an adult. OK. And what are you reading? Um, I would be reading The Kings of Albion. Uh, which was written by uh, Declan Ellis. Okay. Very nice. Is it the type of book that has your photo on the back? It absolutely would. Uh, and it'd be very similar style to what I'm wearing right now. Okay. Uh, Steven, could you, can you give me your luck test really fast? Roll D100. 1 to 50, you pass. 51 and above, you fail. Simple, easy way to start. Uh, so 50 under, you said? 15 under is a pass, 51 and over is a fail. I I rolled a double lolly, so I got a nat 100. You got a nat 100. You see, kind of walking past you, a woman in, I would say, her 50s. Uh, she's got, she's definitely been through some things. You, everyone has here. Uh, her hair is, it hasn't, is, is very frizzy with the Florida humidity, but it's also kind of wet still. Uh, she looks over in your direction. Uh, she has a very impassive face, but when she looks at you and then she looks at the book, she makes a very, kind of a very foul face. And she, like her head kind of tilts off to the side. And you hear as she muffles under her breath, like, I can't believe they even published that trash. And then she kind of continues walking past you. Camera follows her for a bit. And then we're going to sort of veer off slightly. And Melissa, who do we see? What do they look like? And what are they doing? Uh, Yes. So we see Sue Ann Katie. Uh, She is uh, mid-40s. Uh, she's got dark hair. She's tanned, uh, kind of fairly average build, about five eight. Um, and she, you sort of see her 
attention being pulled in two directions. So she is very much engaged with the volunteers. So, you know, kind of constantly asking, what can I do next? What can I do next? And then you'll see her kind of checking the room. And so there's a kind of woman in her mid-60s um, who is social butterfly, moving all around the room, seems to know everybody. And this is uh, Sue Ann's mom, Linda, that she is there in the shelter with. And so Sue is definitely making herself useful and also just making sure that she knows where her mother is at all times. You see your mother uh, as she's weaving about. She takes a moment to sort of slide over towards where that older man, sunburnt, uh, very, you can see leathery skin, like he is, he's a beach bum. He's got this floral shirt on. He's got this blonde hair that has certainly gone white. It's just skipped over gray completely. And he actually has sunglasses on over his eyes as he's leaning back in one of these plastic chairs and his legs are crossed and on top of one of these lunch tables, his head is completely hanging back. So he's staring vertically up and he's loudly snoring. And you see your mother walk over and just, just sort of smack him on the back of his head. And he gets up and like, what, what, what was, oh God, what was that all about? And you can see he's just looking at her and the two of them can't hear everything that's happening. But you can tell there, there's a little bit of an argument uh, that's starting to transpire. You are currently, you said, with these these shelter workers. There's two that have, that have probably pronounced themselves a little bit more than others. There's a young woman in her 20s, blonde hair tied back. Heather is what people call her, and she wants to be called Heather. And then there's Diego, a man a little bit older in his 30s, got kind of a scraggly beard. He seems to be the one in charge, so to speak. And you know that there's also a, a officer here. There's a, there's a cop that's lingering as well. Uh, and he is in, in full uniform. He's currently drying himself off as he was soaking wet. Uh, and that man, he's like kind of late 40s, early 50s, African-American, big guy. Uh, and he is sort of drying himself off in the corner by uh, behind where that TV is. But as you're mingling with those, with that group, you can, you hear the sounds of your mother just kind of screaming at him. And he is just staring back. And you can tell that if not for his, like him being just a very casual man, this could get pretty ugly pretty quickly. Is there anything you want to do as that's happening? Yeah, sort of as I just did. You, you see almost this full body sigh where she's, you know, kind of trying to be useful. And you just see her just sort of like just take a deep breath and she kind of turns back to uh heather and diego and just says ah i apologize that's my mama let me go take care of this i'll be right back i'm sorry okay so when you when you approach you can you you can definitely tell that your mother is is giving the man a piece of of her mind like and he hasn't he's just kind of sitting there staring up at her uh his sunglasses are off they're kind of now tucked in the in the nape of his of his shirt and he's just kind of staring up almost like like in wonder and in, in sort of befuddlement at this woman who is just is essentially ripping him to shreds just just talking about common decency common courtesy this is a shared space what kind of man are you what kind of man does this you're just sitting here sleeping while there's folks out there there's children who are being mama, more productive mama. Than you are. 
Mama. Oh, what do you want, Sue Ann? You know I'm right. It's just like your father. And she's just looking down at him. She's just kind of shouting, good for nothing, lazy man. Uh, what exactly did he do that warranted this whole scene that you were? And she's just like, kind of looking around it? in that way. You couldn't hear? Like you hear his little snores everywhere in here. Got a man, Art. Come on now. Ah, uh, well, apparently someone who was very tired. And she just sort of looks over. Ah, I'm sorry. Um, Sue Ann, I am the daughter of this woman that uh, seems to be bothering you. I do uh, apologize. He kind of looks at you and he just says, good luck. And he gets up and starts walking away. And she just goes, <laughs> of all the things, can you believe that? The nerve of him. That... Mama, we don't know how long it is that we are going to be here, and I have asked you, can you please just sit down? We do not know I am not a what the situation is going to be. I am not an animal. And like, and unlike some folk, and she stares over the direction of Declan, I can follow the rules. And no, you don't bring animals in here. And she shouts really loud, and Declan, you can hear, and you know it's being directed at you. This is an animalist shelter. Yes, and, and now here, everyone knows the sound of your voice. So can you take five minutes and just go, oh. just please, fine, at least just fine, keep, fine. keep down. I'm Got trying it. to be useful and helpful, and you're just causing scenes. You can see her like trying to get her reflection in the table, which are, they're like kind of this, this sort of metal glossy, but it's, she can't really get her reflection. So she's kind of, I'll just go touch up myself. I could use a little fix. And you see she starts wandering off at that point. Uh, to, to those green doors out towards where the, the bathrooms are. And Sue Ann just doesn't even sort of hide sort of the eye roll. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. We're, we're going to continue moving the camera around the room. And we're going to settle on Ashley. Ashley, who do we see? What do they look like? And what are they doing? So you see Megan Hayes and she's kind of got your accent so catchable. And uh, she's leaning over <laughs> uh, this large, like, kind of like just tub. Uh, and she's digging through it. She's moving towels around. And she's looking to find what kind of uh, first aid supplies that we have on hand. Uh, and she's getting an inventory. And she calls out to uh, the guy she kind of met on her way in. His name's Brian Murphy. Uh, he's a paramedic. Uh, so together they've kind of banded to take over uh, dealing with, with any medical emergencies within um, the area. And as she's sitting there and she's counting, she notices uh, there's a young woman and she's already kind of hyperventilating. Um, she's kind of prepared to deal with people who might be claustrophobic. So she quietly and quickly approaches her. Uh, Hi, uh, my name is Megan. And she gives her a big old smile as she puts on, like, her very professional nurse persona. Young woman, we're saying? 20s? 30s? Yeah, so teens? She's, okay. she's probably, like, 19, 20. Okay. Uh, and then Megan's in her mid-30s. She's got her hair back in, like, a severe ponytail with her glasses kind of hanging off her nose. You see... Okay, so you see a woman. Um, could be late 19, late, late teen, maybe early 20s, something like that. And you see brown hair, frazzled. She's got a Kind of a big old poncho on. Uh, you can tell that the size of that poncho is certainly obscuring the rail thin nature uh, mm -hmm. of the woman's physique. 
Uh, she's hyperventilating. You can see that she's periodically looking off in the distance and she's got her eye every now and then on this young kind of like six, seven-year-old kid on the other side of the cafeteria. There's like two kids who have decided to band together and be friends. And she's occasionally kind of looking over there. And every so often she just, you can see her just the stress, like it almost physically forces her shoulders down as she's just feeling well beyond uh, what her capabilities are. Uh, and so you can tell it like her, she's breathing really fast. She's breathing really fast. It's a, it's a, it's all right. Don't worry. I'm here. I'm fine. Uh, I just need a break. I just, yeah, it's, it's okay. Here's a, a, here's a water bottle. Uh, do you you. mind doing just a little exercise for me? Uh, Uh, is now the time for that? It's it's just kind of to help you calm. Maybe, uh, I want you to just look and name five things around you. And then when you're done with that, four things you can touch around you. And then okay. after that, three things you can hear. Obviously not the snoring anymore because that nice lady cleared that up for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, you can smell. And then one thing you could potentially taste. So she starts listing some of those things out. She's dog, TV, cop. Uh, water, crackers, Fritos, as there's like some, sn- you know, some snack boxes and things like that, that she has nearby. Uh, you know, my mama, you know, my, my daughter, you know, and so she's kind of going through the whole list. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole while this conversation is happening, like you're seeing flickering of the lights. It's they're, they're hanging together, but they're flickering and flickering and you can hear mm-hmm. the sounds of the rain and the wind. And you already can tell that, it's very warm in here, extremely warm. The air is very thick. Uh, whatever HVAC, AC, they probably turned it off. Lightning being concerned, you know, getting hit by it. And uh, so it's mainly just these big fans that they have set up here and there. Mm. They're just blowing this stale, heavy wind left and right. You can see her frizzled hair moving about. Uh, but you can tell that's probably contributing to some of uh, some of her. And she starts to kind of unfurl the poncho at this point as if she needs more, you know, kind of like she's yeah. hot. But you kind of talk her down. You talk her down. You talk her down. And you get her to the point where she feels calm. She looks much calmer. And then you see another woman, same woman that had a few things to say to Declan, uh, step behind tall 50s kind of brownish gray as hair and she just says you gonna leave her over there you don't even we don't even know that boy we don't even know that boy she's playing with come on now what kind of mother are you and you can see that just as the uh, just as her own mother like walks up criticizes her her shoulders once more kind of slump down the tension comes back to it uh, as you're as you're about to respond mm-hmm you're interrupted. The whole room is interrupted at the sound of the doors of the cafeteria swinging open, slamming, echoing across the entire room. And when you look up and everyone looks over, there are not one, not two, but four people that are coming through the doors. So one of them, Long, tell us about... Now tell us about what we see with you. Definitely looks like these these people are drenched, possibly injured. But tell us about Luca. Luca Dante. You see a navy black 
Windbreaker, Bright Yellow, DEA, and three others. He's got brown curly hair, a nice mustache, a strong brow, pretty young looking. And he's drenched. Just all these people that just entered are drenched, shaken. I've got another agent around my shoulder. Her name is Samantha Turner. We've all got scratches on our arms, but she's got a gash on her head, bleeding in and out of consciousness. She's got short, chestless brown hair as well. We've got another agent, Mark Collins. He's a male, early 30s. He's with me. He's got the a suspect in custody. Let's take a look at him. And we're all just drenched entering the gymnasium. So as you guys come in, Megan, you see over your, over your shoulder or over, over this young woman's shoulder, uh, you got her name, Lisa. You can see this, this entrance and, and you can see the, the, the bright red gash in this woman's head. They have, they've put something over top of it. They try to stem, but you can tell that she's kind of hanging down. You also notice that they all look as if they've been in a situation. Now it's terrible outside. The winds are crazy. People are supposed to have been off the road for hours and they're just coming in. Now the last person who actually came into the shelter, it's been more than an hour. Uh, so this, this is the, the first person people that you've seen that you haven't, you know, that, 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 have, that have come by recently. You also notice that one of those four people, and I'll say Declan and Sue, you can see this as well. One of those, those people, they have cuffs on. This bright reflection of the water on that chrome metal is just reflecting off of the flickering halogen lights overhead. Older man, you would say 50s maybe. Um, his hair looks kind of a, almost like a dark gray, probably from the rain. Beard. Um, Possibly, uh, possibly Cuban. It's hard to tell from the distance you're at, but he's there kind of hanging on. Um, and he also looks to be a little bit out of it. When they, when they stumble in, Luca, do you say anything? And Meg, do you, as, as a nurse, do you react at all? Uh, yeah, Megan will just be, excuse me. Uh, Brian, can, can you get the supplies? And she'll rush immediately to the, the wounded woman and help get her laid out on a table so she can di do diagnostics. Okay, so Luca, you see this nurse running up towards you. Well, I actually don't even know. I, I, would Megan would Meg be in She's scrubs in scrubs. Right? Okay. Yeah, she was on her way to a conference and she's lazy. You wear scrubs <laughs> to a conference? She was lazy. <laughs> nurse conference. <laughs> in a completely different state? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, it's your character. If you want to be in scrubs, you're in scrubs. Uh, but you see a nurse running up uh, in your per direction. Perfect. Are you a doctor? Uh, no, I'm a nurse. This is Sam. She bashed her head hard in the debris. Can you help her? I, I, I will do my best. Let's see what we've got. All right, perfect. So, I'm gonna... so as you're doing that, uh, your other DE agent, Mark, uh, will clear his throat and he'll say to you, Megan, thinking that you're one of the organizers and you're just sort of pitching in. You're not part of the shelter. And he's just like, um, ma'am, do you have a private room or something that we could, uh, and he, with his eyes kind of, with his head kind of motions us down to the, you know, to the, to the guy that he has handcuffed, got his arm around his, you know, and the crook of his, and he goes, do you have a private room perhaps? We don't want to 
upset too many people here, if that's possible. Uh, and Megan will just, I, I, I just came in here to get out of the rain. I'm just helping. Uh, and she'll point towards where like the officer and such is at, okay. uh, but he should, he should know. Thank you very much. If you could do anything for our friend, that'd be greatly appreciated. So Mark and this prisoner, they're going to go off towards the cop and try to figure out a way they can you know, place this prisoner of yours. Luke, are you staying with Sam? Uh, yeah, if he's going to go talk to the organizers, I'll stick with her. Okay. Uh, so let's do a roll then, uh, Meg. Um, let's just do first aid. Sounds good to me. You want to give that a rip? Sounds if good. If I'm familiar with Delta Green, it's a percentile-based system, D100, bunch of different skills. You roll equal or under, you succeed. You roll doubles, you got a crit. If it's under your target, it's a crit success. If it's over your target, it's a crit fail. Ones are great, hundreds are bad. Ooh, okay, that was really close. So my target number is uh, first aid. Make sure I'm rolling the right thing. So, okay, never mind. I was looking at medicine. Uh, my first aid target number is actually 80, and I got a 59. Okay, I would say you can you can easily kind of patch up most of her cuts, but this horrible gash that she has in her head uh, mm -hmm. is going to need some severe stitches. You can tell she has a, also a very severe concussion. Her eyes okay. are just miles away, uh, and she is is completely out of it. She's coming in and out of you know coherence. Mm -hmm. uh, she's conscious, but she's her coherence levels aren't really there, and she's just sort of mama, mama, and just kind of talking, kind of random thoughts that are just popping in left and right. Um, but you're able, at the very least, to take care of what you need to take care of. You can stem the bleeding as best you can. You can also replace whatever horrible, like, like probably someone's someone's undershirt or someone's uh, you know something like that is being used to to stem yeah. the bleeding. You can replace it with a proper bandage at that point. Okay, awesome. How's it look? She's got a terrible concussion. I can tell you that. And this is going to need stitches that I can't, I can't really do here. It's not sterile enough. Right. right. Well, I made it Luca. Uh, pleasure. Megan Hayes. Nice to meet you. Don't mind. I'll go talk to the organizers as well. Uh, so Luca, you leave, uh, you leave your, your team member here. Sprawled atop one of these lunch tables. Everyone's watching. This is the most entertainment people have had in a while. And you start strolling off in the direction of where one of your other partners, where Mark went. And you can see that he's already engaged this local cop in conversation. Meanwhile, we're going to pan back over towards Declan. Declan, there are two children standing in front of you right now. Uh, one is about a six-year-old uh, six-year-old little girl, kind of brownish hair, like pale skin, rosy cheeks. Uh, another one looks to be uh, like a Hispanic kid, a little bit older, maybe seven, eight. Um, and he's got like this curly brown hair or black hair that's kind of uh, hasn't been cut in a while. Um, and it's actually dry. Looks like he's been here for a little bit. And it's and it's uh, and he kind of is like nudging the young one to sort of step forward towards you. And like they, and she's like, I don't want to. You ask, you ask, you ask. I'm like, no, you do it. It'd be better coming from you. You're you're cuter. You're younger. And they just keep going back and forth. And then eventually, the little girl clears her throat. Uh, Mister, can um, can we play with your dog? 
Well, unfortunately, this is a service animal, uh, and as such, you should not be playing with it. Um, tell you what, I can do something better. Uh, and I go and rummage over uh, my cot. The only thing I brought personal items was a small box, uh, and I pull out one of my books, and I point to the picture. This is signed by me. I assume you can read now. You seem like reading age. You can have this, uh, and you can tell people that you met a famous author. But we want to play with the dog. You're right. I'll, I'll give one to both of you, and I grab another one out of the box and give it to the boy. And he takes it with the most confused look on his face. And the little girl's, like, determined now. She's, like, momentum. She's opened her mouth. The dam is broken. She continues going. She's like, but every dog deserves being played with, mister. You just haven't been playing with him at all. He's just been laying there. I mean, look, look at him. Like, have you even walked it? We can walk him for you. He might have to go. You don't want him to pee in here, do you? As I said, it's a service animal. Uh, and as such, he does not play with children. Uh, he's very well trained. That's why he he's staying still. Um, so, no, you may not pet him. But, but... And then you could just, you could see the guy, uh, the kid standing next to her, like, again, two years older than her, a little taller, a little bolder, and he's like, you're an asshole. And then the two of them start moving away. <laughs> we, uh, let's see. Um, Luca, you, you said you were moving in the direction of your partner with the organizers, all that kind of stuff. As you get there, they've been in conversation. You can definitely tell that the man with his, he's a man with a beard, a hat, kind of colorful jacket. Seems to be one of the organizers of the shelter introduces himself as Diego officer shakes your hand, introduces himself as officer Joe Davis, all these guys exchanging, being professional, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, um, He's like, yeah, we can, uh, you know, the officer speaks up. Yeah, we can, uh, we can set you guys up with a private room. No problem. No problem. Realize you guys got yourselves a perpetrator here. Uh, anything you want to, anything we should know about as, uh, as there, is he's going to pose a, a threat to the rest of the no, folk here? Not at all. Don't worry. We have it all under control. Officer Mark uh, here. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, is, is, is he, he's not dangerous, right? He's, uh. I mean, there's no, three. Of course you, not. You know, I, I, I couldn't help but notice that, that one of your your team members was down. So if you need someone to, to step up and, and fill are, in. Are you in charge of Officer Joe? Well, I am senior law enforcement uh, uh, operative in this, uh, in this establishment. That is correct. Perfect. We can use you in your team then. I'll take charge from you. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I can go ahead and show you to that room right now, or, or I can, I can take, uh, take Mr. Collins here if, uh, if you prefer to stay with your, yes, you can point him out. Okay. So, the he's, room's up. so he's like, uh, follow me, follow me. And so he starts leading the two of you out with your prisoner in tow. Sue Ann, your mom's been gone for a while. You can see that she's like, it's like this, this whole bit with this group of people bursting in. You can see that the kids were talking to Declan and like now they just sort of are ripping pages out of a book and turning them into like paper airplanes and starting to throw paper airplanes all over the place. 
all of this has kind of transpired in a, in a sort of a about a 20 to 30 minute window where your mom has not reappeared. What would you like to do? Uh, she definitely will start uh, doing a little bit of a grid search, making sure that she wasn't like, you know, sitting on the ground talking to somebody and she'll kind of spiral out and out and out and kind of start going down hallways if she uh, can't find her amongst everyone else. You can go ahead and make an alertness roll if you like. See if you can get any sign of her or anything else and see how that goes and let me know how you do. Alertness is um, very much kind of being warned of danger or something's going on around you, that kind of thing. What do you got? I always forget how this works. So I rolled a lolly on the tens die. Okay. Which is a zero or a... It's got to be a zero. So I rolled a two. Okay. So you, you passed. Okay. Yep. So if that's the case, you you don't notice your mother in this room at all. You're You're confident. Absolutely clear. You did notice one thing kind of curious uh, that you, you did see as the sort of hullabaloo is kind of starting to go down as the door swung open uh, and everyone was kind of paying attention to this new arrival of people, you saw someone sneak into the kitchen. Uh, you, 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 since, you've, since you've talked to some folks before, since you've been around, uh, he's, he's, he's been very quiet, kept to himself, middle-aged, middle-aged man, uh, Haitian. You can definitely tell there's a touch of an accent there whenever you've spoken with him. Uh, but you can see he slips off. Uh, at, as like everyone seems suddenly distracted. No one's really been going in and out of the kitchen, just like actual, you know, shelter workers. Uh, and so he just slips off, but you still don't see your mother. Well, she needs to leave this room anyway to look for her mom. So she will go in the direction of the kitchen and start there. Okay. Uh, you know that your mother left to go to the bathroom. That was the last place and which was outside the cafeteria across the hall. So instead you, but you, you go the opposite way. You go further and deeper into the kitchen and you can see that the man that you're following is currently, um, kind of peeking around this opening. Like there's a kind of an opening between the kitchen and the cafeteria line where food is probably, or trays are probably slid. Nothing's set up currently. None of the burners are set up. You can see he's kind of peeking around and you can tell with your role, his eye line is watching the cop, watching this new arrival of folks. Did you have like DEA on your windbreakers and everything, Luca? Is it, yeah, is it's it bright clear? yellow. It's clear. Okay. visible. Yeah. So you, these DEA agents, this cop, and he is just watching them intently. So Sue Ann will kind of come into the room and just kind of say like, uh, I'm sorry to bother you. I am uh, looking for my mama. She's about, uh, and she'll go into kind of a physical description. He, you can see he, he jumps almost and kind of knocks over some pan clatters and you can see that gives him a start. And he, he looks at you wide eyed. I, I, I have not seen your mother. Um, sorry. 
Uh, sorry. And he tries to sort of scramble away. Now, in the kitchen area, there's a there's a couple different doors. There's a door that goes back into the cafeteria. There is an exterior loading door that's been boarded up. You can see that there's also what looks to be like an office area. Uh, and there looks to be some walk-ins. Uh, and he, you can see he's like panic pulling on, on levers and doors, like opening up and he's like, oh, it's the walk-in. And then he kind of goes over towards this office and you can feel like he's trying to turn the handle on the office door, but it's locked and, and he's just very frazzled. And then he comes back in your direction, almost looking sheepish at this point. Um, excuse I, me. Did, I didn't mean to startle you. I'm so sorry. I seemed to have uh, set you off a, a bit. I was just uh, this sorry storm. about that. The storm is very, yes, and excuse me, and he trying, he's like trying to politely. uh, I I grew up here. Uh, You know, it's not not my first one of these, unfortunately. Kind of being in the area, is this the first one of these that you uh, have had the uh, experience of uh, going through? And she's kind of angling a little bit towards, kind of blocking the path as she's talking to him, but very, you know friendly kinds of conversations no no i've been in i've been in many i've been in, i just i don't like the wind and the no um no uh, excuse me I, I i i i took a wrong turn and he's again he's, he's very being yeah, kind he, of very downcast he's like looking at you and then looking down looking at you and looking down very sheepish and Sue Ann, kind of as she stepped in front of him is really making like mental notes of kind of every kind of thing about him to make sure that his face would be kind of very familiar to her. So Easy just, enough to do. Yeah. I, uh, can I go? Oh, uh, certainly not right here. I, I do think if you were looking for food, I think it was kind of over and she'll kind of describe what the food might be. I just want to I just, I just want to dare. I don't want space to myself. And so he, he, he kind of at that point just pushes past you gently. He's not like being very forceful, but he does, he does like put a hand and on on your shoulder and just tries to gently but not you know he's putting a little bit of force into it just to make sure that you're not in his way as he's moving past you let it happen yeah that's fine he slides out and she will stand in the doorway and watch where he you goes. see he moves very quickly through the entire cafeteria no one stops him no one really pays attention to him he keeps his head down out the green doors and into the rest of the the school. Now, you know that the, the most everyone's supposed to stay in the cafeteria. There's the bathrooms as well. No one's really supposed to wander around. Uh, the annexes and portables are not, are, are absolute no-go. There's a couple outside hallways, but you're not really supposed to wander around much. But you can see he just leaves. So... Uh, I would say... Oh, good. Uh, can she then go to the restroom? Sure. Uh, as you start moving across as well, you get right to that green door as you're about to push it open. And I'll say, Sue, you hear this. Megan, you hear this. Declan, you also hear this. You hear someone kind of shout out like, the hell is that? And you can see that he's, there's a man in his, you know, mid twenties or so looking out a, looking out a window there's only one window in here that has not been fully boarded up. It's a window that essentially gives view of the uh, of like the the parking lot, and it, and it has a kind of a broad view. It's under a big overhang, and it allows people to see if anyone's coming up and needs help. 
and everything else is boarded up or shuttered in some way. This is the only one. And folks kind of peer out at it every now and then to see what the storm looks like. And he's just, he's like, ah, uh, I think there's someone, uh, there's someone out there. Hey, I think there's someone out there. And he just kind of turns around and calls back to the rest of the, uh, to the rest of the room. I will stop my path toward the restroom and now go in that direction. I would, uh, put my book down, start heading that direction too, leaving Marlin at the cot. Okay. Uh, what are they doing? They're not trying to break into the cars, are they? No, I think she's... I don't know. I think she might be... Or he, or whatever. I think they're just dead. And Declan, you're probably really close. Sue, you had, you had to kind of cross a little further path. Declan, you look outside, and you can see that there is a very heavy set person uh, that is kind of laying horizontally right on the edge of your vision. Uh, the rain is coming down something fierce at this point. And you can tell that it's, it's, it's not so much, it's not foggy, but it like the rain is just so thick. It's hard to see the whipping of the wind, but you can see she's in like this, this off white. It's very clear. It's like, it's very stark against the, uh, against the darkness of the rain. It's also nighttime. There's only a little bit of like a, there's a little like emergency floodlight right by the entrance to the, to the, to the actual school itself. And it doesn't quite reach all the way out there, but it just looks like she's just kind of floating in a ditch on the other side of the parking lot nearer in the direction of the playground. He He's right. There's someone out there. Someone should go check on her. So at this point, Sue, you come up and there's other folks that are coming up too. You're looking out, you see the same thing. Megan, what are you doing? Uh, Megan's still kind of standing uh, with this injured woman. And was there another um, DEA agent aside from the one who took the prisoner? And Luca and Mark have left the room. They have gone into okay. a private classroom. So they are no longer visible. And with the officer is out of With the police Correct. officer. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Mom. Um, you didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> she is then at that point um, going to look around uh, and try and find one of the workers who are help running this place to come watch this person real quick. And she's going to look for Brian and see about running out there. Is it? Would it be safe for us to go out there to check on this woman? Or I mean, you, it's going to require some some courage. Uh, it's not impossible to walk out in a hurricane, but uh, it is a uh, dangerous feat. Is this is this something? No, that no, 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 no. This, this. I mean, there's a woman EMS out there. You're a freaking yeah. nurse. There's somebody yeah. out there, and you're a nurse. So yeah, this is something. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. was an Ashley question. Clearly, okay. it's not something Declan will do. Uh, here. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but it's definitely <laughs> something that Megan will do. You know, yeah, Megan. It's definitely Megan not and a Brian. Definitely not a thing you want to make a habit of. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Declan is also looking out the window to check on his car to see if it's been damaged at all. He purposefully parked towards the front uh, by by the windows so he could see. Okay. Easy. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, you can roll either search uh, or actually no roll roll alert roll alert. Search is looking for something hidden. This is just sort of. Checking for danger. Do that. Um, I needed a 20 for alertness, and I rolled a 31. Okay, so that is a fail. 
Uh, you think you see it. It's very dark. Um, you can't really tell for sure. Uh, and the rain's coming down something fierce. There's, there's just maybe 15 to 20 cars in here. There is a very large, uh, what looks like Dodge Ram, uh, that is partially obscuring the view of your car. Uh, you think it, you think that's your car on the other side. But one thing I'll say you do notice, even with the fail, waters are much heavier. Uh, you can see that definitely there's a good two feet of water just that's like kind of caught up in the in the parking lot currently uh or maybe a foot now it's hard hard to really tell from, from without without kind of going out there but it's definitely much higher you're looking at the wheel beds of that dodge ram and that water is going up much higher okay so uh megan you so we'll say you've got oh. your paramedic friend you want to bring with you that's yeah. fine uh, and you'll say you, you direct the shelter people to kind of keep an eye on, on this, this injured DEA woman, yeah. um, the obvious keep her awake, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Keep her conscious, uh, hold, you know, hold this down, make sure it's not stamping the bleeding, etc. So you start, so you're, you're set. So are you, do you want to go out? Sure. Yeah, let's, let's do Thank it. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's awesome. It's great. It's great. Uh, if it's Sue. okay, when she was looking around, uh, when Megan was kind of looking around, Sue Ann also had heard. She's looking around and she notices that individuals who kind of would have been in authority, like the cop, is not in the room. Um, kind of the other DEA folks were not in the room. And mm -hmm. so she is definitely going to kind of look around and be like, mm. and so she is going to, you know, kind of be right behind Megan. Um, okay. You know, so by the time Megan kind of finishes all of those instructions, like she'll be like, ah. I think I saw you doing some some nursing. Is that correct? Yeah, you sturdy. You good to to uh, head out of here? Okay. Uh, absolutely. And 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 Sue Ann will sort of notice, kind of look around, and there was this other gentleman, kind of going outside, and just be like, uh, "Would you care to join us if we're trying to bring a body in?" Uh, Who are you talking more to? More hands exactly? will be useful. Declan. Who are you talking to? Oh, Declan. Declan? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, sorry. I, I have my dog that I need to take care of, but while you're out sorry, there, right, I Mister, have, we uh, can take care of the dog and you can see the two little kids down there who have, I, they have pay, they have airplane paper airplanes in their hands. You can tell that they have like the printing of your book and everything. And you can see on the ground next to them, your, your opened up <laughs> book, half the pages torn out and they're just like, we can keep an eye on. Don't worry. We're good with dogs. I pretend as if I don't even hear Sir, them say anything, but I do kind of twitch a little bit. Sir, we are in an emergency situation. Your dog is not going anywhere, and I'm telling you that we need your hands. I am asking, He's will you please join animal. us? I have low blood Sad. sugar. Uh, while you're out right. there, I have a forest green Miata. Can you no, see if the water has come up? This, to sir. Please go I'm sit just down saying as you're the walking other civilians. As Get you off your talking, ass. Throw that hat off your head and let's go. As you guys are talking, two things happen. One, you all hear very muted, drowned out by the rain and the wind, but there is this one moment where the wind just stops for a second and it's just the rain it's competing with. You hear the sound of a voice from outside that just in just like a, like an old old woman's voice doesn't sound familiar and just say, Help. and as you look out, nothing has changed that the body is still kind of floating in that ditch area, but you see a few of the cars are starting to kind of shift a little bit, move around one or two of them. You're not sure if it's one of yours. You're not sure if it's yours, Declan, but you do see a car sliding ever so slightly as the rains. Yeah, if you could go for the dog, but don't go for the car. Shit. My goodness. 
Uh, there we is need a hurry. one character that's going to survive this campaign, and it's going to be Merlin. Okay. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Sue Ann is kind of going outside holding the door for Megan and she is gesturing to Declan. Come on. I, I can see out the window. If you guys need help, I'll I'll be able to uh find some people to help you. And Sue Ann is in no uncertain terms going to come behind you. Go. This is not the time. Ma'am, we don't got time for this, and and Megan and Brian are out. Okay, do you go? Assuming I'm assuming, obviously you're putting on like poncho or something. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. We don't have to delineate that too much. Okay. Uh, so, Declan, our final answer: Are you going to take the uh, the the bullying of Sue and actually go? Or are you going to to dig in? No, and stay? does she not know who I am? Uh, <laughs> I apparently not. I'm not trained for that. Uh, I will be okay. watching from the window to make sure okay. that they don't need any help. Okay, super, super fun stream. Uh, okay, uh, so then uh, Sue and Megan, you start moving out with this paramedic friend uh, that you've made, Brian. I'll say as you leave those green doors of the cafeteria, you get into the broader hallway. You can see coming back, I'll just say, to give Long an opportunity, Luca will say you're in the hallway. Uh, there's a, there, you, you guys were given a classroom not too far away from the cafeteria. But you're in, you're kind of trying to get anybody on your phone. You've got like an act, you got one of, the, you know, you got an actual cell phone. It's 2009. So we have, you know, we're good. But it, the signal's just not working. You're not getting anybody. You're not getting anybody. Your car is, is who knows where it got washed out and smashed into something else. And that's what kind of injured you all. And you on, on, on foot made it here. But you can't get anyone on. And you see a group of people now come out of the cafeteria, they've got their ponchos and things on, and they're heading towards the exit uh, of the school. I'll look at Officer Collins, the suspect. All right, here's the plan. You guys can become best friends here. Wait for this hurricane to blow over. Something's come up. I'm going to check it out. Give a nod yes, to Collins. Sir. Yeah, so, so, so you're leaving the suspect with, uh, with Collins and with this cop. Is that the idea? And then Luke is going to go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Long, long understands that to play. Okay. So then, <laughs> so Sue Ann is sort of in in the back because she was like trying to get Declan to come, and so mm -hmm. she is just cussing up a storm. And she so then she it. kind of here's the door again behind her, uh, and she just turns around. She's like, "Well, thank goodness. I think it was gonna." This is good. Probably. He's not coming. Like he's like, oh, no, no, not no. coming. Okay. Right. No, no, no. And so, so Sue is just sort of like cursing under her breast to Luca when he comes mm. up and be like, I'm so glad that there are people here that understand that there are things that need to be done and are willing to uh, take the time to do them. Thank you very much. Sue Wayne. Luca okay. Dante. You guys push open the door. There's four of you now. As you venture out, you fill in Luca with what you saw. No problem. And immediately you guys are hit in the face with wind and rain. You are under an overhang. There's kind of a very recessed entrance. And so you're not really getting hit with everything just yet. But you can, you know, you can already feel the wind. It's raining here. You can see like there's water that is up higher than, than a couple of the steps that, because there's a, like the, the there's a, a series of steps that lead up to the entrance and you can see the water level is coming, is climbing those steps at this point. And you can see that there's a, a trickle of, of water and green sludge and stuff from people kind of coming and going. It's dried out a little bit, but not too much. But you step out, you can see that there's there's a, a small vehicle or two that's very low to the ground. 
you know, not like the Dodge that is up on high wheels, but something small, like a, like a sports car or Miata or something like that, that just seems to be <laughs> kind of sliding a bit. And yeah, you look off and, uh, the woman's still in that, in that place. It's very hard to see. So I'm going to need athletics or survival tests from everybody who wants to try to make their way over there. You can pick whichever one you want. I don't care. And to yeah, everyone, no, don't I, forget that we have a very generous audience. I would so like if you advice. Need extra, <laughs> an extra 10 or 20%. Keep that it's in mind. It's not an extra die. It's an extra 10% per boost. And you can use a maximum of two boosts on a roll. Oh, and you cannot use, for the audience, <laughs> they cannot use any boost on sanity rolls or on luck rolls. Those are flat and they will always be flat. No re-rolls, nothing like that. What happens, happens. As I well, told everyone else, I didn't take any, and then I failed. Oh, no. 87 uh, over 60. Oh, 87 no. over 60. Okay. Uh, so with the boost, it made my target 40, and I rolled a 39. Okay. Oh, yay. That's a pass for <laughs> Megan. And Luca, how'd you do? A 98 over 30, so I completely failed. Okay. Oh, so no. I'm so tired from my previous excursion. So no crit fails for either one of you. Uh, but as you two uh, start moving, eh, not bad. Uh, as you, as the four of you, I should say, as a group, start moving. You're staying low. You're sloshing around. The water, depending on your height, is up to anywhere between your shins, uh, or if you're, you know, if you're a little bit shorter, it could be all the way up to your knees as you climb down the steps of the school. You can feel that it's not just water, but there's debris. There's anything from trash to vegetation, down branches, leaves, just kind of moving about here and there. And so as you're kind of pushing through it, it is really hurting the legs. Not only that, the wind is nearly knocking you over. Uh, because you guys are huddled, it's helping a little bit. Uh, and you're sliding, you're kind of sneaking between cars, grabbing onto the ones that seem sturdy. All of that is trying to help. But a few times, something just flies through the air and you see as what looks to have probably been some kind of like poster signboard flies through the air, might even be a for sale sign, comes flying through and just smacks Luca on the side of the head. Fortunately, it wasn't anything too thick and heavy or something fairly, fairly thin. Take one point of damage. Sue, you find yourself, you feel as you take a step, your, your foot goes down a little deeper. It's probably a pothole. You twist your ankle twists a bit. You collapse into the water, splash down momentarily. You come up and you can see that she is just coated on her hair, on, a, on her clothes with all sorts of sludge and slime, like little bits of wet leaves and grass. Uh, and she's cut up a little bit here and there. You take two points of damage. But all of you, the four of you make it over. Declan, you're watching this happen. I don't know whether you're paying attention to them or you're paying attention to this fact that you're pretty sure that's your car that's now sliding off in the direction of the playground. And you can Watching see the four both. of them. What, what's that? Watching both. Okay. The four of you make it over to this woman. Um, it is dark out. I'm assuming that you guys, someone's got a flashlight. No problem. We don't have to sure. really worry about too much. I'm assuming someone has one. When you get there, she's... You, you're sure she's actually face up. She is, you're like, Megan, you're not entirely sure when you arrive, but she is a very large woman. Either she's fat or she's extremely bloated. You're not really sure. Almost comically so. Like, like okay. swelling here and there. Eyes almost swollen shut. 
mouth as well. You can tell that she is wearing some kind of unadorned dress that has started to tear and rip apart as it looks like her arms and legs are, are almost pushing uh, at the seams and have ripped it here and there. There are several lacerations, bruises, and tons of discoloration everywhere. And I would, I would want all of you to go ahead and make our first sand roll as you're looking at a horribly mangled, disfigured corpse, as you are certain at this okay. point, Megan, that She's she dead. is, she is dead. Oh, roll sand. So roll sand, one of my favorite phrases. Remember how this yeah. works? You have to roll below your sanity score. Equal or under. Okay. So I, my target's 80. I rolled a 30. Okay. Very rolled nice, an eight nice. under 80. Okay. If a 66 is a crit fail. 66 <gasps> no. is a crit oh, fail. No. Okay. So what's going to happen? So, so I'm cr- looking at the mm-hmm. corpse and I'm already imagining that this is my partner, Agent Samantha, that's bloated and she didn't make it out of the flood. You look down at her, by the way, and you can see that there is a gash not unlike Samantha's, and that might be what triggers. There's no blood in it, though. It's just a deep gash in almost the exact same place, the exact same position, exact same form, and maybe that's what triggers it, is you're going to take four sanity damage, as that is the max that you can take. It's a 0, 1, D, 4. So you take four. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, let's, let's see how you're... Let's see how you're your friend is doing there, Megan. Well, he is also panicking, but not quite as bad as Luca. Uh, it might be less of okay. seeing her and more of, you know, the, the combination of events, but you can see he's like, we, 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 we can't be out here. And he's, everyone's shouting at each other. You're all, all huddled very low, keeping low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So I turn it over to you guys. What do you want to do? She's, she's... Go ahead. Sorry, I couldn't find the meat button. <laughs> Sue Ann is going to kind of take the lead. Like she kind of just naturally kind of gets into that like loud voice. And she's just kind of pointing people in different directions of like kind of who needs to go at, you know, kind of like front of the body, who needs to go lower the body, how are we going to, you know, kind of hoist and kind of she goes into kind of giving instructions. Uh, we got to get back. Samantha's dead. We, we got to get back. Yeah, I, we got Samantha's not dead. She's fine. She's she's inside. I don't even know who uh, Samantha is, but I don't think that's Samantha. We got to get her. I'm going to slap Dante to try and help him with this. Okay. So you just step up to him and you slap him? A little bit of psychotherapy. There's nothing you have to roll. He's not mechanically suffering from anything right now. So disorders are... Yeah, we don't. No one has any of them yet. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And gotcha. temporary insanity is five. So Long's just. Flavoring, oh no, like, temp. Long's lost four sanity. Temp. Yeah, I thought no, it was no, temp, temp is five or more. Okay. So at four, he's just. This is a horrific sight, and the vision of his friend. Okay. So so she will come up to him and she'll kind of just like grab him by his shoulder, kind of really harshly, and not like hard slaps, but she does the whole, like, she taps on his cheek, and she she's inside, she's fine, we need to bring this body in so she doesn't land somewhere else. Let's get it going. Right, of course. Okay. Luca, when you reach down to grab, what, where would you grab? Are you grabbing top of the body, bottom of the body? What are you doing? Oh, from her legs. 
Okay. You, so you go to grab her from, from her legs. You, as, as you're kind of reaching down, you wrap your hand around, uh, like these ankles, extremely swollen ankles. They feel like they're about to burst. Like you, there's no give, like there's no give whatsoever. And you just wrap your hand around and you can't even get your hand around them to that point. And very ever so slightly, you see like toes begin to wiggle and then stop. There's no way I can't get a grip. I I don't understand. You just, and so Suanne will kind of come over and just grab kind of with him at the feet and just kind of start tugging. All right. So then Brian and and Megan, Megan, I guess, get get the hands. So you just, and because it's, there's water here, you can part drag, part glide. uh, And I will roll over. We won't do another roll as you try to work your way back. But you do get back towards the school you're using, the side of the school. Now, the question is, where are you bringing her? Uh, should we should, just an extra classroom, you think? Not uh, inside? I'd... There's like another entrance? The only other entrance that I would say... Actually, Luca, you probably wouldn't know anything yet. Uh, but... There's no other entrance that you know of that isn't boarded up or locked currently. Like everything's kind of funneled through here because of uh, of all of the danger. There are other places you can get in. Uh, there's um, like Sue, so you would know that there's that back entrance to the cafeteria. Like you can kind of go in from the loading dock area. There's other there's like the main entrance to the school, but that goes like towards the administrative building, which is completely warded off uh, at this point. So. There's ways of there's plenty of ways to get into the school. It's just a question of like where do you want to take her? Uh, th- that actually is a good point. I'm not necessarily sure kind of bringing that body in where the kids are is, is the best idea. I, I do believe there's a back door uh, by the cafeteria, and if we are in need of storing this body, uh, that that might be in kind of the cafeteria area. Got, freezer uh, might not they be a bad idea. Freezer? I mean, it's not going to be cold anymore because you know. Uh, but is at least somewhere to put it out of sight. So Sue Ann will kind of start directing folks to that door. Okay. And she's uh, and going to, if, if she has a spare hand, she's going to look to the window mm-hmm. and try to see if she can see that Declan is there and kind of point around the building <laughs> to think where the cafeteria would be. Okay. Declan, you see her pointing at you covered in rain. You could barely see her face as she's got a slicker on, but she's pointing at you and she's pointing in the direction of the kitchen. She is just so bossy. Um, yeah, I would uh, start heading towards the kitchen. Okay. I, I think I would be smart enough to get that. Okay. So then you head over there. You start trying to un unblockade this door. Those of you who are outside, uh, you can go ahead and make well, a couple things. Uh, a couple, couple tests. First of all, I'm gonna want since you're since you're going all the way around to the other side, and you're staying out here, you're not just taking the, the quick route. Like I will want another athletics now or survival uh, as you're pushing through. Uh, and now that you're dragging this very large bloated woman, uh, everyone's gonna do that at a minus twenty. Uh, as you are, it's not as easy for you to move around now. So let's start oh, with that. Uh, can I have two, Mel? You yeah, can, I had so already took two so that I'm rolling it square now that I know it's also minus 20. So 
Go yeah, ahead. exactly. 91 over 10. 99 over 60. That's a crit fail. Oh, that's right. That is a crit fail. How did Megan do? 87 over 30. All right. That's fails for everybody. Uh, let me check how you're... Brian. How Brian did. Hey, look at that, Brian. Brian rolled an 18. He's good to go. He's keeping nice. it together. Good for good Brian. Job, Brian. So as you are moving around the side of the cafeteria, you, you go out from underneath that, that overhang. And so you are now no longer even remotely protected. And you go on to like sort of the eastern side. At this point, you look off and you can see the, the like off to the north, you can see the, uh, the playground and such as well. And you are just hit by this big sweep of wind that sends three of you up into the air briefly. And you splash back down. Now, Megan and Luca, as you splash back down into the water, both of you go ahead and take, again, just one point of damage, simple enough, uh, as you feel yourselves momentarily kind of stuck, as you can feel the sludge. It's almost like you're moving through a thick swamp at this point, and you struggle to get back up. However, when you look around, you can see that somehow Brian has hooked his arm underneath this large bloated arm of this woman and is is hanging on to the wall uh, via what looks like a, like some kind of uh, like like accessibility handle uh, by a, by a ramp that seems to go up towards where the loading dock is. But you look and you don't see Sue at all. She's completely missing. Meanwhile, Sue, you just like Luca and Megan, you flew into the air, splashed down. But unlike Luca and Megan, because of your crit fail, go ahead and take four points of damage. And you are now pinned beneath the water as whatever vegetation and debris this is, is keeping you stuck and you are struggling to get up. Luca, Megan, go ahead. Two of you can make alertness tests. Okay. And let me know what you do. I got a 55 and he did a 60. Okay. What is under 70? Okay, so both of you succeed. That's a crit, crit success for Megan. Oh. What I will say is that you immediately notice that there is this uh, there is this thrashing around that doesn't seem to kind of coincide with the uh, like the regular pelting of rain. It just seems different. It almost seems like someone's got a, a, a like a fish on a hook and it's just thrashing around just below the surface. And at one point, Megan, you notice what looks like a hand covered in this dark water, sweeps up and then kind of gets pulled right back down. Luca, while you're looking around, you, you'll, I'll say between you and Megan, you notice this, but you also notice that there is something in the water. Like you can see something kind of slithering and moving around in the water here and there. And it doesn't just look like debris because it seems to be moving against the current at times. So then what I'm going to need then, if you're Megan, if you're looking to help Sue, uh, uh -huh. I want to, I just want a pure strength test unless you have a plan. If you have some other plan, throw the plan out there and we'll handle it however you want. Uh, but if, if you don't have one, it's just pure strength going to be aided by Sue as Sue, I'm imagining you're trying to get up yeah. out of this. Uh, it sounds yes, like please. we're doing just pure strength. Okay. I will give you, uh, you can just take a flat plus, uh, plus 20 as Sue is probably going to be helping you for now. Okay. 
Uh, I got a 25. Okay. Uh, so is that a success a for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I say strength, it's just your strength times five. It should be on the sheet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you managed to wrench suit free. So you, you don't take any additional damage, uh, from if she would have failed, you would have taken more as you've been stuck underneath, but you get wrenched free. You're again, once more coated. Uh, you can see things kind of pulling out of your hair. You almost look like something in a Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just, you just look hideous as you come up, you spit in a little bit of vegetation like leaves just kind of flicker and get stuck in your uh get stuck in your teeth uh, but you get up and the two and as you're helping you know megan as you're helping her up luca that's when you see things kind of moving about in the water here and there make sure if they get any closer i'll just smack them with my tag flashlight okay uh they they are moving about almost i mean it almost seems erratically like they're just Whatever it is, like you just see these little currents in the water. They're not very big, uh, like an arm, the length of an arm or so. But you see like a little squiggly as the water current just seems to break from where the wind is kind of creating this almost moment of, of, of smoothness as it sweeps along the water and the rain comes down and creates those little dots. And you can see this little line that's just suddenly drawn. Um, one second. Okay. Nothing gets close to you uh, in the time it takes Sue to get helped up by Megan. And at this point, Declan, you've gotten the door open. Do you push it open or do you wait? Um, I would at least try to crack it to see where they are, uh, unless I could like see through a window or something. I you think crack, they'd all be boarded up. There's no window back here. Everything's kind of boarded up, but you crack it open and you almost actually give me a give me a strength test to see if you can hold on to it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I needed a 50. I got a 27. Okay, you do. It, it, it almost flies off, and you with it, but you manage to hold on to it. Maybe you use the other arm to grab what looks like this sturdy oven unit, and like the, like you're just kind of holding it there, and you're able to more control it. As the door flies open, you, you come face-to-face -face with Brian, the paramedic. You might not know his name, but you know he's a paramedic. He's been helping folks here and there. And not only that, he looks back at you with strain, like his face is red, like he's straining. And then you look down and he's like, fill me with her. And there is a woman, maybe 300, 400 pounds, you think, large, bloated, discolored, wounds everywhere. Go ahead and roll a sand test. Um, these are great dice. I rolled double lollies again. Uh, so that's 100. Oh, no. You also are going to take four points of sanity damage. Uh, four points of sanity loss, I should say. And you, I mean, I think, I mean, you can describe it. So, like, basically, when you take sanity loss, mechanically, five is an important number because it's temporary insanity. And then once we start accruing disorders, two will be a very important number because a lot of sanity, a lot of disorders will, will trigger acute episodes at two points of loss. Right now, four is just a really horrible moment right so much like luke like like long was describing luca having this this vision this freak out thinking that it's his, his friend who's in front of him how does declan freak out at this moment oh sugar i'm not trained for this i i i'm i'm not a first responder i'm i'm supposed to i'm trying to get out of the storm and he's straining so hard you can see like the body is getting pulled further into the water. 
It looks like Sue and Megan and Luca are a little bit further away as you guys are still recovering from getting blown off by the by the gust of wind. And you can see he is just trying as best he can to hold on to this thing as she's as she's about to wrench free. You watch Declan as a piece of her armpit begins to literally tear. What do you do? I would I would help, but I definitely probably wouldn't help uh, to the fullest of my ability. Uh, okay. Like he is in front of me. He's begging for help and it's a massive storm. Okay. But at the same time, this is terrifying and I don't know what's going on. You reach down, you grab something and you help steady to the point where her arm doesn't rip. And at this point, Sue and Megan, you come back, you meet up with Luca Luca, Sue, and Megan. Luca, while they haven't... Those things squiggling in the water didn't come towards you. They are between you and the door. What would you want to do? Try my light on them, see if you get a better idea what they are. Um... Yeah. Roll a search test. Because now you are trying to see something a little... You're trying to, like, peruse that a little bit more carefully. Got a nice 95 over 70. Uh, snakes, maybe? You think so? Any poisonous snakes in Florida? <laughs> yes, there are God. a lot of poisonous snakes in Florida. <laughs> Did you just ask if we have poisonous snakes here? Of course we do. Why would you ask that? There might be some in front of us. And I'll wait us through. I'll try to just smack any snakes out of the way. Okay. All right. So you start moving through, thrashing around. Okay. Uh, and they do scatter as you kind of push through this little path. And eventually you catch up just in time to help the body not fly away. So you look through the door and there is Declan face aghast, pale white, a little bit of green starting to show up, but he is reluctantly grabbing onto the arm of this woman and he and the paramedic are dragging her inside. All of you can help at this point. Yeah, Megan does. Okay. So the all of you get inside, you're able to reboard the, the door without much issue. Uh, once the door is, is barred, you drop down, the wind, and the, the wind and the rain become a little bit more muted. You can still hear it, pelting against the windows and the door, but it's muted now. You're in the kitchen. You've made a bit of a stir. There is an open cutout for where the kitchen connects to the cafeteria. When you peek over, you can see there's more than a handful of people that are looking through that opening in the direction. Now, there are various countertops and such in the way, and you can hear if you thought, what what is that over there? Would you... What are y'all doing back there? So there's folks that, that seem to be interested. I'll let you uh, all. How would you handle this? Now, Luca, folks, wanna, yeah. get back to your place. There's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Everyone's back. Is there like a door to like a hallway to like a nearby classroom from the kitchen? No, you're in no? a kitchen. Uh, okay. There is an office, but there's an office and there's... Um, Walk-in cooler, and then there's the you know kind of out into the caf- out into the cafeteria, the eating area. But no, there's no. Why don't we? Uh, Megan and Brian will start dragging this lady into the office. 
the office is closed and you would know as a as a nurse that putting a body oh, in, yeah, know, it's very warm bad. in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the walk-ins while they're, the power's fluctuating here and there. It's probably cooler in there than it is, uh, than it is in that office. True. There's like okay. a blanket or a bed sheet we can hang up. There are, like, like to between the, the kitchen and the cafeteria? Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if you go over, kind of can get with the, the organizers, you start getting some of these extra blankets and stuff and doing your best, you know, getting people to, to back off. But everyone's very, very curious. Um, does anyone want to do anything to try to stem that curiosity? Like, like, cause they're like, no, no, we get what, what's going on back there. If we're all sharing the space, I kind of want to know what's going on back there. Why does, why does it look like you just got your ass kicked by, by a giant, giant rhino. And he's kind of pointing over at Luca and Luca, you, you don't look good as he fell in the water and stuff. You don't want to see this. Trust me. Just go back. Make sure the kids are okay. Make sure the uh, elderly are fine. You, this is, you don't want to see this. And so like the, the guy who's talking is that beach bum sunburnt sunglasses still there. Tommy Muhammad is like, uh, what do you mean? I don't want to see it. Why? How do I know? What is it? I don't want to see. What I would do y'all lower my to- voice then and try to get a little closer to him. It's a dead body and it's not good. Okay. All right. 10-4. And at that point, he turns around. All right, everybody, why don't we just go ahead and calm down? Everyone just calm down. Let's all just go back to our seats. Nothing to see here. Uh, And he kind of turns back to you. He's like, you want me to go get that cop? Uh, I think one of them's already a federal agent. Uh, If they if they want just stay close by and I'll, I'll let you know what they decide. Okay. All right. 10 forward. Good buddy. And he kind of gives you like a little like fake salute and he's trying to push people away. So you open up those of you who are handling the body, drag mm-hmm. her into the walk-in. Is that what I was, is I'm, yeah. am I hearing that right? Okay. You drag her into the walk-in standard stuff everywhere. Um, it certainly doesn't look completely full. Like they haven't gotten like a delivery in the last couple of days, which makes sense because school's probably been closed the last day or two. Uh, and you move some space here and there and you flop her down. Now she is, again, quite distended, quite, quite bloated. But you drop her down in the middle of the walk-in. She almost doesn't fit in terms of like where the shelf space is. But you're able to kind of make it work. At that point, the organizers were able to put some of those, you know, some of those blankets in between. So no one's looking anymore. And although there's still a curious person or two, Declan, like almost feeling somewhat deputized, that guy with that, uh, the, the burnt out, the sunburnt bum is like kind of trying to like, everyone, let's just calm down. Why are we all calming down? Let's all just take a seat. You kind of just hear him, you know, cracking jokes left and right. You know, they just, uh, they just want something to eat. That's all. That's all they want. What are you guys doing now? Uh, Megan wants to try and determine cause of death before this body continues to decompose any further. Uh, you can roll a test, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get cause of death. Uh, you are in a walk-in, uh, yeah. not in a, you know, you don't, you're not in a proper, but you can roll, you can certainly roll a medicine test and take some time. First aid is just first aid. So medicine, you can do that. You can also do search, but you know, if you're, if you're kind of going through, you know, her belongings, it doesn't look like she has much, but a medicine would probably make more sense. Okay. And that might give you some role. info. But this is going to take some time. So this isn't like yeah. an instant thing. So she's going to... Megan's so, committing to this for a little bit. Okay. Uh, so Luca and Sue and Declan then, while Megan is handling, like she starts, she kneels down. You all can see her. And she starts kind of inspecting the body. Maybe gets a little pen out. Check some of the, the wounds here and there. What are the mm-hmm. three of you doing? All right, Megan, I'll leave this to you. I'm going to go around and check on... Especially everybody, how everyone's you, doing, organizers. Hey, DA agent, you got a, a notepad on you? Yeah, I pulled out. It's soggy and wet. Oh, and she's like, can you do, maybe there's one in there. I just, I need to write this I've down. I've got one. Just... I've got one. And I'll, I'll pull out my notepad. And uh, it, it's actually like a nice moleskin book. Uh, and I'll just rip out a page and then give her the pen and let her use the book to write on. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So you have a very nice moleskin notebook from the very dry Declan. <laughs> Luca, you step out into the cafeteria, into that main area, trying to calm, help and calm folks down. Okay. So you're just talking, that kind of thing. All right. Um, go ahead and roll human, I suppose, or persuade, or you can just roll if you want. Um, if you want, you can just roll straight charisma. Charisma times five. I'll take any of those. I'll do a human here. Okay. Human, uh, by the way, uh, Stephen is sort of like insight-ish, ish. It's more complicated than that, but like, kind of. I was literally the... going to look it up, so thank you. Yeah. Also, a question um, while Long is rolling that, because um, I, I forgot this. We are supposed to mark when we fail. Yeah, when you fail a test. Yeah, you put that little check mark by it. Yep. Because you you improve based upon failure. One of the things I love about this game, uh, and one of my I prefer that to. I love Call of Cthulhu as well, but Call of Cthulhu you have to pass, and I love the way Delta Green handles it. It's incremental. It's not as big of jumps, but it's small, little, consistent, and I think it encourages you to do things that you're not necessarily good at because it's better to fail. So if you keep succeeding at everything, well, you're not going to get any necessarily better at it. So it's great. Speaking uh, of failing, I rolled a 65 <laughs> over 60. So I'm kind of pushing my authority around here, trying to get things under control. Maybe people okay. don't like that a bit. I think that makes perfect sense. Uh, I think a 65 over 60 isn't like a colossal failure. There's plenty of people who are just going to be deferential because you're flashing a badge. You've got, like, even though you look like crap because you're coated in sludge and grime and, and all sorts of nastiness from outside. People still see the windbreaker, the badge. They've saw you when you came in. So most folks are probably just kind of deferring to you. But there's a handful. And you can see that there's this woman who steps in front. And we've all seen her. It's the same woman who who kind of came over when Meg was trying to give her little therapy treatment to that single mother and everything. And she's just like, you don't tell me what to do. So she's very much a Karen as she steps in front of you. You don't tell me what to do. You don't have any authority here. It says D-E-A, okay? Drug Enforcement Administration. I know what it means. I went to college. I did two years 
Palm Beach Community College. Thank you very much. And I can tell you that you have no authority here, sir. Okay? I want to know what's going on inside there, and I have every right to know it. Just kind of up in your face now. A couple people are kind of agreeing with her. Like, yeah, yeah. But most people are just like, God, this woman again. Like, God. You're right, ma'am. I can't tell you what you can't do, but I'm only suggesting. And I'll pull her in closer if you really want to know. I'll just whisper kind of like a what is in there if she really wants to see. Okay. What do you say? Uh, this said the bloated corpse a lady in there. She's sure a you bloated corpse? It. And she says it really loud. And I was like, what? What? And then now panic starts to a little, little transpire. What do you mean a, a bloated corpse? Like of a person? Like of a... Of a uh, what? And everyone starts to freak out a little bit. And now, all of a sudden, you have a crowd around you as people are pelting you with questions. Question after, who is it? Who? What happened to her? Is it that fella you came up Is it one of the DEA? Who is it? And they're all throwing this. You know, is it this or is it that? So while that's happening, we'll go back into the kitchen uh, where Sue and Megan... Actually, no, Megan, you're in the walk-in. We'll say Sue and Declan. What are the two of you doing? We know what Luca and Megan are, are, are dealing with. What the, what the two are you doing? I think Declan would be doing his best to avoid Sue uh, after she tried to get him to go out there. Uh, he would have definitely brought Merlin into the kitchen with him uh, before he like uh, unbarricaded the doors. So I think I would just grab like if I could like a stack of towels or something and set them on one of the kitchen tables and just make a little makeshift bed for Merlin. And despite so, your best efforts to avoid Sue Ann. Sue Ann will find you and Merlin. Well, and that's the funny thing is you find oh. Declan, but you don't find Merlin. As Declan, you at some point throughout all of this, throughout opening the door and that big gust of wind, moving into the kitchen, dragging this body in here, you have lost track of Merlin. Merlin. Merlin, I'm calling for him. You're calling and you hear nothing. No no response back, no jingle of the tags, no clitter clatter of like the too long the too long uh, uh nails on the on the on the linoleum. Nothing. Those darn kids. I, I go and immediately start looking for those kids, thinking they took him. You look around and since you're specifically looking at them, I can tell you that you do not see those kids. Ungrateful little uh, and I just start running the halls, basically, I guess, uh, okay. looking for him. All right. So you run out of the cafeteria through the green doors and back out into the main entrance or the main hallway. Sue, what are you doing as you see some <laughs> of that happening? Are you following him? Or? Uh, yeah. So she was going to, you know, about to kind of tap on your shoulder and say something and, uh, and then just sort of sees you. You just says Merlin, Merlin, Merlin. Sue will follow. And you just hear behind you just voice, Merlin? Merlin? <laughs> okay. All right, so the two of you are out in the hall. There's off to your left is that entranceway that you went out to go get the woman's body. Off to your right, a little ways, is down further into the school. And so we'll say, and the, right across in the cafeteria is the bathroom. But we're going to move over. We're going to go back to Megan uh, really fast. So Megan, you you gave me a medicine roll before as you were examining yes. this corpse. Tell me what you rolled. I passed with a 46 and I needed a 60. 
46. Okay. So regular success. Okay. So you don't have all of your equipment. You're also not a forensic pathologist. Uh, you're yeah. not, you know, so like there's a limit to the types of things that you're going to be able to learn, but you are going to learn a few things. First of all, one thing that is very peculiar, and maybe it's because you just covered, like maybe you, maybe in your conference that you went to, someone talked about this, like, you know, the idea of like IDing, you know, like you know, drown, drown victims or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was one of your, your conference attend, uh, conference uh, breakout sessions. Something's very odd. Is she, it definitely looks like this, this body, you, you presume drown victim, uh, and very much seems to have been festering in water, but the, the state of the skin, the putrid nature, uh, and now that you're in an enclosed area with it, it's mm -hmm. even more pronounced. The body feels like it's like, you don't think it's just been in water for a couple hours as the storm front has been, as this hurricane has been sweeping in this, this has the look and feel of a body that's been in a water for far longer than that. You would need specific lab, environment to be able to tell for sure, for sure how long, but you're pretty sure it's much longer than that. Not like an hour or two, not like a day or two, but like weeks, weeks. Oh, okay. The second thing is that she has a very distinct odor of, and residue of salt here and there and salt water. And the, most of the rain pelting down, obviously doesn't necessarily carry that, but she has that stench of the, of the ocean, which isn't that okay. far away. So to give you all uh, we are in a town called Hypoluxo, real town. Uh, I grew up right next to it. I know it very well. Uh, you are very close to the ocean and the intercoastal, which is like a body of water between uh, between the ocean and like the main coast. And there's like a slick, you know, sliver of islands and such in between where really rich people live. Uh, but uh, but you are not very far away from it. Uh, but you're still not like right next to it. You're still like a mile or mile away. You know, like like maybe two miles. Like it's like you can could probably walk there if you were in better conditions in 20 minutes. So that's a couple of things you notice. Um, you said you got a regular success, right? Yeah. A couple other things you notice that there are some, uh, there are some patterns on her wrists and fingers where you're pretty sure the body swelled and might have burst or, or, or broken uh, rings or bracelets or watches, something like that. Um, and it almost looks like some of the fingers and the hand almost appear like they have like severed wounds, like they're like the, the skin's barely kind of hanging on. Uh, and I would say that is what you, yeah, that's what you get. Okay? okay. You cannot open her eyes either. Her eyes are swollen shut. Face is swollen. Uh, she does, I would say you can probably... You, you, you would probably say Asian descent, you think. You're not entirely sure anything more specific than that. And you would probably peg her middle to late age. You know, okay. Her hair is very stringy, uh, but it does seem to be an occasional gray or two here or there. Okay. Um, okay. Would I be able to follow that up with searching like her belongings that might be on her body? So she doesn't have anything on her. Anything like she doesn't have, her. There's no purse, no, uh, no bag, um, no belt. It's just this, this very plain dress that looks to have been stretched and ripped in various places. Uh, it doesn't really have any pattern to it. It seems very plain. Um, and you can see that 
Like if you, if you, if you peek underneath, you can see that some of her undergarments have ripped and fallen away or worn away in some, in some manner as well. Uh, you don't see any signs of tattooing. Uh, you cannot roll her over yourself. Like you, okay. she's much too big, much too heavy for you to do that to be sure. But you at least don't see anything on, on, you know, her front side. So then with that, uh, let's cut back over, uh, to, so Luca, you are just currently, you're just being hounded and harassed. That's it. That's all that's happening. You're being hounded and harassed by these people who want to know what's happening. They're panicking. Some of them are asking, where's that, where's that officer? Where's that, where's officer? Where's Joe? Where's Joe at? He, everything was fine under officer Joe. Then these fellas come in, these DEA people, these federal government people coming in here, just like the federal government does and overreaching. So you're getting some very heavy Jacksonvillian type Floridians uh, kind of come up in here a little further up the coast. Uh, a lot of deep Florida cuts, I think I'm going to do in the first part of this campaign. Um, <laughs> but you are currently mobbed. Sue and Declan, you are running through the halls. You are looking for the dog, Merlin, the kids, as you suspect the kids might have Merlin. Uh, you can roll alertness. I think that would probably make the most sense. Um, yeah, let's go. Search. Alertness. Yeah. Duval! <laughs> uh, 75 gonna, under 80. Oh. I'm going to take a bonus 20 points. Okay. We are nowhere near Duval, by the way. I just want everyone to know. Hypolux is um, like five hours. Needed a 40, rolled a 57. Needed a 40, rolled a 57. So that's a fail. Okay. Fail. Yes. All right. So the two of you... Uh, the two of you are running. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a full out sprint or if it's just one of those like really fast, like walking. a jog. Yeah, and you're running, and there's um, and you know, and you're passing by various bulletin boards, various doors that are locked. Declan, you just keep going, like you don't stop, you don't see anything. You've just you're you're listening and you're looking. Sue, you notice as you're running down chasing after Declan he doesn't he doesn't see this he's just running there is a door ajar on your left hand side into the classrooms and it is not a it is not and you would know having been here that all of these classrooms have been locked have been closed you can't go into them the only exception to that you know of was the DEA folks and you can see that there's a door ajar the other thing and that I'll give you since you since you passed you see there's a smudge of red on the outside right around where the handle is. Uh, Mer Merlin, uh, there, there's a door open here, sir. Uh, if I hear that, I'll, I'll turn around. Okay. If you, you do don't it. mind, uh, after me. And so she'll kind of place herself so that she's the one opening the door and kind of Declan can be behind her. Okay. You open the door and the first thing you notice is that it's very loud in here and it looks like something has crashed through or crashed out of the window because there is kind of a hole in the windows. Like they've been cracked. Most of them have been covered on the outside either with plywood or with some sort of old fashioned hurricane shelters, uh, shutters, excuse me. But you can see that there's a section of the window that has been broken open. And as immediate as you feel a gust of wind, water spray in on your face, you see a classroom and there are in this, this, from what you understand, 
the main complex is, is kindergartners through third grade. And then some of the annexes and the portables are fourth and fifth grade. That's your understanding. And so this is, you can see there are small desks. And by desks, they're more like tables, like little groupings here and there where, where the kids are kind of sat in, in, various, uh, in various groups. The, the chairs themselves are a little bit smaller and they are mostly stacked away. But you see that there's like a, a teacher desk towards the front of the room. You've got uh, what looks like a classic kind of greenish chalkboard. You can see all around there's like your, there's what looks like decorations for a combination of like autumnal Thanksgiving holiday and what looks like wintry Christmassy holidays that are kind of blending in at this point. You see the classic like cursive lettering kind of wrapping around the classroom as well. And you notice on the ground there are two bodies. You can see that one of them uh, is the officer that you have learned his name is Officer Joe. Everyone just calls him that. He's very kind of a friendly guy. Very, uh, uh, very. Uh, what's his name from uh, from Die Hard? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Al. Oh, the, Al. Oh, thank you, Al from Die Hard. Very, very friendly kind of guy, laying on the ground. And you see the other body is wearing one of those DE agent jackets, those windbreakers on the ground as well. Uh, there's blood on the, there's a couple, a couple trickles of blood and there's a small smear on the door that you just pushed open. That's what you see immediately upon opening that door. Uh, Sue Ann will turn around to uh, Declan. I would have been rushing right past her, just calling out Merlin not realizing why she was even being cautious going into this room. And I see that cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> you said like one of the windows is broken, right? Uh, yes, there is. So there's a basically one whole wall of windows. And on the far right hand side, there's a chunk that's probably about five feet tall and maybe about four feet wide that has just been partially broken. Uh, and you can get the wind and the, and the rain are coming through. I would do that like sideways walk around the room, trying to like keep as much distance from the bodies as I can and get to that window and just start looking out and calling for Merlin. You look out, you call for Merlin, um, roll an alertness test or yeah, roll an alertness test as you're over here and you're looking out. Uh, could I get a search instead? Yeah, I'll take search. That's fine. Awesome. Uh, I'll take another bonus 20 if that's all right. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's totally not cool. Uh, it doesn't matter. I failed. I needed a 60. I got a 79. You look outside and it is just torrential rain and darkness. You can tell that the water level has risen a bit and you can see from this angle, you can't really see the parking lot, at least the one where everyone's been parking in. You do see there's a dumpster back here that is struggling uh, in some of the, like in the current, you can see it occasionally shift and move, but you don't see anything else. Uh, I'll say Sue and even Declan, you just hear the sound of crunching as Declan gets close uh, to the window as well. I, I, I really think you should get away from that window there. I, that, I, don't, I don't know if that's safe. I, I don't think that the dog would be out the window. Like, to get, get, do, do you see the, the, the dead bodies? I see the dead bodies. I'm not blind. I, those kids took the dog and I just. I don't think they're in here. I don't think they went out that window. I stick my head out the window one more time, just calling for Merlin and looking again. 
Roll luck test. Uh, 59, so that's a fail. You stick your head out. You call out for Merlin. And there is a splash of some kind. And something reaches up from the water. And... <laughs> wraps around your neck and begins to pull you out the window. Uh, Sue, you see suddenly he start to tip out. You probably don't see everything that else that happened, but you do see him, his legs lift up and it looks like he's getting pulled out the window. Uh, let me get your dexes. So this is going to be, we're going to do this uh, sort of initiative wise. Sue, what's your dex? Uh, 70 or 14. Okay. No, the, 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 yeah, the bigger number is fine. Um, 70. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. 75 for me. Okay. So Declan, you're going to get to go first as something has latched itself around your neck. Just would you like immediately recoiling, trying to push against the window frame, trying to get back in the building. Okay. This is, uh, you're going to have to make a strength test. This is going to be contested against whatever it is that's actually, uh, that's actually grabbing onto you. Uh, so in Delta Green, it is very, you know, kind of um, what's it? Blackjack is sort of the way. So when it's contested, we're looking for a higher, you know, like the, the better roll, the higher up the roll, that's still a success sort of thing. Okay. So like if, you, right. uh, if you're targeting like a 50 mm -hmm. and you roll a 40, that's better than rolling like a 14, so to speak. But critical is still outplay. So strength okay. is my lowest. Um, I did pass with a 13. I needed a 50. So not okay. that good. Uh, you did. I, I, I failed. Uh, so uh, you managed to like just as with your hands on either side of the window, you can feel them cutting into some of the broken glass and you just push back and whatever it is just either snaps or lets go and you go flying back uh, kind of across the across the ground. You can feel the broken glass kind of underneath your ass as you as you slide back. It hurts, but it's not, you know, not, not going to be anything that lasts with damage. Sue, what do you do? Uh, seeing this, Suanne is just going to go over to Declan and just grab him and okay. just kind of continue dragging him out. And you drag him out and then into the I'm hall. Scrambling along. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Into the hall. What do you do then? As you're, as the two of you are in the hall, nothing seems to be coming through the window. Uh, Sue Ann is going to, you know, kind of pull him out. As soon as he's out of the room, she's just going to kind of drop him and leave him. And she's going to beeline over to Luca. Okay. All right. So you run back down the hall. Declan, you're laying in the middle of the hall. Declan, as you're looking, as you're there, maybe a little bit of stunned, uh, stunned moment here. You're looking back into the room. You can see that there's two, the two bodies on the ground. One of them, Officer Joe, you can see he kind of stirs a little bit. Uh, uh, and his head kind of moves around a bit and you can hear him grumbling. What do you do? Get away from the window. Uh, and I would just start like scrambling to my feet and like going to the door. I trying to see if that creature is coming in through the window. So you don't know what it was, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. So you are looking through the nothing's coming through the window and you yell out and officer Joe is 
what, what, what happened? And you see him, he roll over, he's, he rolls over and he starts to push himself up, stumbles a little bit and then leans up against that teacher desk at the front. And he's like, oh, and he's reaching to the back of his head and you can see there's a bit of blood coming down. It's bald man. Remember, he's a bald African-American man, probably late 40s, early 50s. And you can see he's got a big welt on the back of his head, like someone whacked him over the back of the head. And it's just bleeding down. Oh, no, you need a doctor. We're going to cut to Sue. Sue, you run into the cafeteria, and you can see that there is a huge crowd around Luca at this point. What do you do? Uh, she is just going to, uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, and she's just going to kind of, I need to uh, gather this gentleman. Uh, thank you very much. And so she's just going to kind of kind of loop her arm into uh, kind of Luca's and just kind of relocate him. Um, what the hell, Sue? You come up and there are a couple, but no, 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 you're not going to take him away. He's got some questions. That He said that there is a corpse in that other room right now. No, no, no. I don't think so, young lady. You are not the boss of us. That Karen woman is once more. Her name's not actually Karen, but she's up in, up in <laughs> sure, your face now, sure, too. Sure, sure, sure. And she grabs the, uh, other hot, the, the other arm of Luke. It's like, ah, uh, this federal government fella is going to answer some questions about why there is a corpse. And she's screaming at everyone. And everyone's like, oh, uh, yeah. And you can see the... Luca, you look over the shoulder of some of these people, and there's the guy with the, you know, with the the floral shirt, and he's like, "Sorry, fella, I tried." <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys do? How do you want to handle this, ma'am? It's a hurricane. We are inside of a shelter. There are other people who did not get inside of a shelter, and unfortunately, the reality of hurricanes is that if you find yourself outside of a shelter during hurricane, you might find yourself dead. This is not a surprising incident. We brought the body in, but can we please go about our day? Go ahead and roll a persuade to see if you can push off this Karen. Yeah, I'm going to take some audience for this, which is going to bring me up to a grand old total of 40 to uh, you guys roll know it's against. fun to fail rolls sometimes. Oh, oh I've yeah. been failing all my it's... rolls. So I, <laughs> that's why you're my favorite, Steve. That's why you're my favorite. I, uh, even with athletics being one of my best things, I still could failed that. Uh, yep, that is a 74 over 40. Okay. Okay. She's going to look at you and she's going to say with like just the most self-importance kind of laced in these words. You can get him when I'm done with him. He's going to answer my questions. Ain't nothing that you need him for is more important than him answering questions about why there is a corpse in here and he's hiding it from us. Coming in here with a fella in handcuffs, a woman, her head nearly cut off, and now there's a corpse. This might be a hurricane, young lady, but that ain't no hurricane I've been in before. Luca, I'm going to turn to you. We're in sort of initiative round at this point. Luca, you want to handle something? Don't worry, Sue. Let me handle this lady here. And he pulls out his we'll gun. take a look. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what does that mean, Luca? What do you want to do with her? I will answer her concerns. Okay. So you just start. Are you telling her everything? No, I'm going to sugarcoat. 
Okay. Just try to get just, it off her back. You just okay. satisfy as much as we get. Yeah. Give me like a charisma times five. Charisma. Yeah. So it's it's whatever right. the big number is. Yeah. Give it a rip. Ooh, a nice ninety-three over sixty-five. <laughs> you in the nineties tonight? Oh my gosh. <laughs> she says at this point, "I want your badge number. I want your identification. I want to know who your supervisor is." Because I have one hell of a report to tell him. And like the rudeness, the impertinence with which you have treated us is unconscionable. Get out of my face before I crawl, I take my hand and I peel back yours. You horrible, insufferable man, federal agent, my, my petunia. And she just kind of starts moving away at that point. And you guys are free. We're going to cut back to Declan. Declan, you still don't see anything coming through that window. And he's just... Ugh. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I would try to like look at the back of his head. I don't know anything about medicine, but I'd still okay, like... Okay, so you go back in? I, I would... A couple steps in, yeah. Okay. I, I would when I see that, that injury. Because I think I would like wonder if i just got in my own head like maybe something caught me like a net or some mm. rope or something like that you go back in you take a look uh first aid will do if you've got it if you want to roll it uh yeah i have a 10 in first aid uh and i rolled a nine all right hey well damn uh someone hit him over the back of the head with something heavy he he probably is okay. You don't think it's going to be someone knocked him out. And it does seem to be a very precise hit. Like someone knew what they were doing, knew exactly where to hit. Like it's like, like the way they do it in movies type of deals. What, what happened? Uh, but you don't see any signs of him being strangled or anything like that. You look like you were in a fight or something. You got someone hit you in the back of the head. Yeah. That, that fella that, that was in the cuss. He got out of the cuffs. I don't know how he got out of the cuffs, but he got out of the cuffs. And then, and he, I mean, Mark over here tried to stop him, but couldn't get his gun out in time. And guy just move, you know, he just kind of, oh, I think he's got, oh, he's got his gun. He's got my gun. You see him reaching down to his belt and you realize he doesn't have a gun on his belt. You look down at the DE agent on the ground as well. No gun there. And now his eyes kind of go wide with horror, like, oh, no, 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 no. He starts shaking his head. What do you do in these situations? What, what's the protocol? Pro protocols, we would call it in, but that ain't happening because we're in, in a freaking hurricane, man. And he's starting to panic a bit. Very nice. I'm panicking, too. <laughs> So the two of you are just staring at each other, panicking. And we'll say at this point, Luca and Sue... You step into the doorway. You look down. You see that Declan has gone back inside, Sue. And is next to Officer Joe, who is actually alive. Luca, you can see Mark on the ground. One of your team members. And they're like, they're just panic yelling back and forth at each other. Like, what do you do in this situation? What do you guys want to do? Luca and Sue. I'm going to run up to Mark. Check on him. What's going on here? Uh, you slide down next to him. Reach in. Check a check for a pulse. Check for breathing. He is breathing. He has a pulse, but he is unconscious. 
your prisoner escaped, hit both of them on the back of the head, took their guns. Oh, mamma mia. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't have gone far. It's it's a hurricane and we're in a gymnasium. He's around here somewhere. (laughs) And Sue in at that when she sort of gets over her surprise at this coming out of Luca's mouth will sort of go pale. She's very tan, but she'll kind of go pale at kind of the mention of Mama, and then she'll remember that uh, she does not know the whereabouts of uh, her mother. You don't, and it's true. Megan, Uh, we're going to come back to Megan really fast. Megan, I'm going to say over the course, this has probably all been about a half an hour, This these sequences that we've been doing. Uh-huh. You probably concluded your your examination. You step out. You can see that Brian has been vomiting a bit, but he's seen, you know, he's like kind of, he, he did not handle some of this stuff well. Okay. But you also see that there is just a tizzy, just a tizzy. You can hear the sound of it going out in the cafeteria. You peek your head out there. And you can see that there is just chaos reigning. Everyone's kind of yelling at each other. A few people are pointing in the direction of the kitchen. You can see that those poor, the, the poor shelter workers, Diego and Heather, Heather, this 20 something year old Boca Raton doing volunteer for her college is just being completely overwhelmed by these people. And Diego is trying as best as can. He's got his hand up and he's like, folks, folks, but no one's kind of listening to them. And so there's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 15 people who are just kind of screaming, wanting to know. They're saying, they're saying, well, get on the radio and let someone know that there's a dead body here. We should get on the radio. And then you hear like, and then you hear Diego, like the radios aren't working. Don't worry. Everything's fine. Every, but what do you mean the radios aren't working? And he's like, and you can see he wishes he wouldn't have said that. What do you want to do, Megan? Uh, Megan's going to come in and she's just going to try and start making rounds. She's going to checking in on people, making sure everyone's okay. Uh, she's going to start with, uh, the lady, uh, Sam. Uh, she's just going to try and barrel through everybody and go and check on her concussion. You're just checking for physical injuries. Yeah. No one seems to be, no one seems to have taken any more physical injuries than they had the last time. So if you just want to start doing cycling around, that's fine. Um, I will say this, no role necessary. There are people missing. There are a handful Who's... of folks that who are not here. Like the head count that you have doesn't seem to be accurate. The kids are missing. You don't see Sue or Declan or Luca. Kids are missing. There's a couple, there's that couple older women who are missing. One of them you think might have been Sue's mother at some point. You think you heard her call or that, you know. But there, yeah, there's folks that like the head count is wrong. Like you're, you're okay. going through your count and your count and you're, you're a handful of folks short. Uh, and you're pretty sure. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, darling. Uh, where's, where's your baby girl? And you can see that she looks to be like kind of swaying a little bit. Like she's just not quite there. And she looks up. what? What? What do you Where, mean? Where's your baby girl at? Oh, she's right over there. She's playing with that other boy. And she kind of points over. Wait. 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 And then she's leaning up and looking and looking. Jamie? Jamie? And she kind of gets up and starts screaming at this point now. And you see, she, she looks around, can't find the kid. Uh-huh. 
but she makes a, she just starts moving in the direction of the window where people looked out and you could see like the various, you know, is where you originally saw the, the, the bloated woman outside. Uh-huh. And you can see that there's a young fellow, the same guy who was kind of like peeking out there before. He's like, where's your boy? He's got my dog. Where did your boy? And she's just kind of getting up. And now the two of them are fighting now and arguing. Okay. Uh, and Megan's going to step in. Okay. Now is not the time for arguing. Uh, I would really appreciate your assistance in helping me search for for your children. Uh, the storm is getting worse. We all need to stay in these, this inner room. Uh, so if you guys would come with me. Uh, make a, like a persuade or something. I think to see if you can get them to calm down, but they are, they're like, uh, and he's like, he's not even my son. He's my brother. I don't, I, he was here a minute ago. I, they were making freaking airplanes. So that, that, that asshole's book. I, I, I don't, what do you want from me? Like, I want to know where my daughter is. What kind of brother are you? And then they're just yelling. It's loud. And now there's yelling going on about like what's going, you know, what's going on with the radio, and it is extremely uh-huh. loud in this cafeteria. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion test. Eleven. Okay. Uh, that is a Rich. critical success because we're not playing Haunted West because it would have been a critical fail. In that would have been but, bad. Yeah. Yeah. It would really <laughs> but you like, but you managed to calm them down. <sighs> okay. They, okay. They, can you help us find them? Can you help us find yeah. them? They're just they can't. We, we're gonna look. We're gonna bring him back. Maybe uh, in the bathroom. Maybe they're in the bathroom. I don't know. Maybe that'll be one of the. I first told places her we not to leave the room without, without me or her grandma. And that's when you Is see her grandma that in the room still. The Karen comes behind, and she's like, "Well, I can't believe that federal agent. He good for nothing. What do our tax dollars go to? This is absolutely ridiculous. What's going on here? What's the problem?" So look Pay attention like to me. Some folks have left this room, so we need to go look for them. What do you um, mean folks have left this room? Yeah, that useless federal agent and that other woman who thinks she's in charge of something. I don't see her with any sort of badge. She's just what? Because she's big and tough and has a sun freaking burn, she's gonna just tell everybody what to do. I d I don't know about that, ma'am. But uh you know, we're we're gonna go step out and we're gonna look for him. Um, if you could uh, help assist with keeping those who are remaining in this room, I would greatly appreciate it, ma'am. You trying to handle me? You're trying to handle me now. I got me a federal agent trying to handle me. I got some some woman oh, trying no. him, and now I got you. What you are you? What are you like? Twenty pounds have- soaking wet? How old are you, young lady? Who do you think you're talking to? And she- uh, a woman of power, exactly, which is why I would appreciate your assistance. Okay. We got a band together, ma'am. Your critical success of your persuasion role. And as you start to inflate her ego, she'll say, you know, that's exactly what this room is missing. Someone in charge, someone powerful. Thank you. I will take charge of this. Absolutely I will. You go find those missing people. Hey, where's Jamie at? Where's that little girl? She's kind of looking around. We're going to cut back to Luca and Sue and Declan. Uh, you are in this classroom. Your your suspect has has not here. Uh, the gun, uh, the officer's gun, Officer Joe's gun, your DEA team member's gun, both are missing. What do you guys want to do? No. 
All right, Officer Joe, I'm going to need you here. There's people out there, a bit rowdy. They're looking for you. If you could find Meg, what? Have take a look. Have her take a look at your okay. entry there. Hey, I need to get my gun back. I can't. You know, I got to get my gun back. You know, you, you can. Of course. You're help a mob me, right? suspect. Yes, right? we'll find them. Okay. Okay. Those kids are running around there. They took my dog, so you can't be shooting anything that moves. It, it wasn't the kids who took the gun. I'm just saying they're somewhere in these halls. So if you're looking for the suspect, you, I don't know how twitchy your trigger fingers are. Twi what? I don't have my gun. That's the problem, man. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to go back to the cafeteria now. And so he steps out. He passes by Megan and the two, like the, the, the mother of the mother and the brother of the missing kids in the hallway. And he's just kind of holding his head and he looks up at you. Hey, uh, you're that nurse, right? Uh, yeah. Are you all right? Officer? Yeah. Can you just make sure? Take a look. I think it's fine. I don't think it's anything important. And you take a look. It's not. It's, he, it's just such a perfect strike. Like literally a yeah. perfect strike that just sort of knocked him out. You see, he's kind of wobbly. As he's moving down, he might have a little bit of a concussion as well. A lot of those going around. Uh, and, and Megan will be like, all right, it looks like he might have a mild concussion. I would like for you to go sit next to the other lady laying on the table who also has a concussion. And, uh, and so he's like, just yes, rest a little bit, please. Yes, ma'am. And he kind of takes a couple steps, pushes the door of the cafeteria open and a wash of just yelling and screaming comes pouring out into the hallway as... Karen is not doing a good job trying to settle the folks. You picked the wrong person to put in charge. I may have made a mistake, she whispers to, to her <laughs> companions. So at that point, you catch up with Sue and Luca and Declan. You've got the, the two people and they're panicking. They're looking, they're calling out like they're calling out Ricky, Jamie, Ricky, Jamie, calling out here left and right, kind of checking the doors of some of the classrooms, seeing if they'll open up, and they don't. Right as you come and you can see there's Declan and Luca and Sue and there's that unconscious body of the DE agent, all of a sudden the flickering of the light just goes off. And it's just black as the lights go out. What do you guys want to do? I'll hand Sue my tech flashlight. Keep this on. Okay, so Sue, you have a flashlight in your hand now. I'm we holding have... it ahead. Okay. We, right. we got to get searching. That's yeah, what we we're doing. We're searching. I would like to head towards the restrooms. Yeah, our head count is off. We're missing two kids. Uh, yeah, they Sue, took my dog. Sue Ann, your mom, she's she's not in the cafeteria. She She's not? No. Damn it. Last time I heard she was going to the restroom. Can we uh, make quick work of these doors and head to the restroom? We'll sweep the entire floor. No room left uncovered. Uh, why does Officer Joe have a concussion? Uh, my suspect's on the loose. Barney Fife got hit in the back of the head by the suspect and took his gun. Uh, and at that, Megan's going to look at the two... The two people that she brought with her. <laughs> uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna find your kids. Okay, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. Uh, but maybe we're not gonna shout their names anymore. We're gonna 
We're going to do a little bit more quiet searching, okay? Yeah, go, um, no, we're going to shout their names. They're our... Jamie? Ricky? No, you just, they ignore that completely. They're just, they're shouting names. <laughs> left and right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all um, right, let's... So, Sue, you wanted to go to the bathrooms, and Luca, you said you didn't want to keep... So, the bathrooms are across the hall from the cafeteria, so you backtrack a little bit. There is uh, basically three bathrooms here, men's, women's, and there's sort of unisex uh, accessibility bathroom. Um, which, so you're, you go, you check the women's bathroom for, for your, your mother, presumably, Sue. You try to go to push it open, and it does not open. It's not locked, but it's, like, heavy. And as you take a step, you realize that there's, like, splashing underneath your feet on the, the little small square tile. There's also, like, a, a one of those bottle fillers and water bottles, uh, water bottle fillers here. Actually, no, just a water fountain uh, here as well in this little, this little nook. And you can see that there is a full layer of dirty, nasty water on the ground. Oh, no. You think the window burst? Uh, I don't know. There was a... Uh, we, we need to try our best to get inside. Uh, I, I'm not strong enough to need a couple of you. Strong shoulders. Oh. Okay. Uh, if more than one person helps, it's not an issue. No role necessary. So, Luca, Sue, we'll assume... Definitely not Declan. <laughs> <laughs> I can push a door. Definitely not Declan. That sounds like a sounds like a sitcom from the I got a finger right, pushing. Right. <laughs> you go to push open and it is heavy and but eventually you get it open as something slumps down on the other side and a rush of water comes out to this nasty, grimy filled with all sorts of debris water comes uh, like kind of flushing right out into this, this little area that you guys are standing in front of. And you see that on the ground in front of you, there is a body and that is what was holding the door up. Sue's going to rush over to the body. Yeah. Who is it? Are they alive? You kneel down Sue and you see as you roll the body over, it is your mother's face. It is discolored. It is distended. It is something happened to her face, but you can see your mother underneath it all. Everybody rolls sand. Uh, Sue, I mean, I, I, it's your mother, so this is going to be a potentially more devastating moment for you, but everyone rolls sand as there's something wrong with the face. Uh, passed with a two. Okay. Passed with a 49, needed 80. Very nice. 41 over 36, so I failed. Okay. Luca, you're going to go ahead and take... Uh, hang on. This is, again, this is one of those mutilated... Uh, like, not necessarily mutilated, but a messed up looking body. Uh, just one. One point of sand loss. Sue, how did you do? Uh, passed with a 72 under 80. Okay, I'm still going to say one point of sand loss, even with the success. Sure, sure. As it is your mother in front of you, and something is wrong with her face. So she immediately is going to, you know, kind of just like, Mama, Linda, Mama, Linda, what? And she's, 
shaking more vigorously than she probably should. Is all you hear coming out of her crooked, broken-looking mouth. Something's wrong with it. Oh, God. Does she have a pulse? Is she alive? You put a finger down. It's faint. It is faint, but she appears uh-huh. to be alive. Uh, what the hell happened to her face? Megan's going to push Sue-Ann out of the way, and she's going to start doing her best to keep this woman alive. Okay. You kneel what down. happened? Did she drown? There, something happened to her face. That she did not drown. She is, she is from here. That woman knows how to swim. She did not drown. I do not know what happened to her face, but that ain't normal. So, remember also that when you push the door open, the body slumped. A huge wash of of water came rushing out. Meg, Megan, as you kneel down, and you are in this water now. It is up. Yeah. You know, it is up a couple inches. You hear sounds of running water from inside the bathroom and you look over and you can see the sinks from near, from where you're at and you can see that pouring like a waterfall like the dirtiest nastiest waterfall it's just water pouring over out of the sink faucets Christ, someone turn off those fucking sinks you see i'll run over there and do it declan as you slosh in left and right and you start turning the knobs they're already where they're supposed to be. Everything's just pouring out. Megan, from your position on the ground, you can uh-huh. see underneath the stalls as it's not one of those all the way to the floor stalls. And you can see the same thing as the toilets are just rushing over and rushing over, pouring that that dark sludge, that dark water into the room. Declan, if no the, one else is in there, just shut the door. Just, the valves just, must have failed. It, it's a backflow. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'll do a quick look, make sure no one's no one else is in the bathroom, and then shut the door like she said. Uh, sure. You open if you're just looking for people. You open each stall. No one else is in here, and no dog. You do not see a dog. Okay, uh, then yeah, I'll I'll get out and close the door again. Okay, Luca, while you're standing here, you hear. And I would say, yeah, Luke, who I would say probably the most likely person. Everyone else is busy or or distracted. Mm-hmm. You hear water rushing from behind the men's room, behind the that unisex bathroom. You see coming underneath the, the doors themselves, there's just this flood of water that's spilling out into this little nook. And it's spilling out into the hallway. That bright, off-white linoleum is now just getting coated in this horrible sludge. As you're watching it move, you see almost slithering, not a snake, but just this maybe three, four foot long tendril of seaweed that's just flickering and moving in a way that you don't think is with the natural flow of the water. Go ahead and make a sand test there, Luca. Okay. We're having a conversation in chat about how Luca started the game with 40 sand. <laughs> I was mentioning this ahead of time. Like all of you put your 18 in your charisma or something like that, or 16 or up in your charisma, like you're not charisma uh, power. Like that's no fun. It's no fun. <laughs> I failed no again fun at all. 64 over 35. Okay. 
take a point of sanity loss as this seems wrong. Like that's not how it's supposed to look. That's not, that's, that's not right. Uh, it's just something about that sparks this sudden and intense dread, this like kind of palpable inert thing like this. You were looking at something that is not supposed to be. Come on now. Get, get your mom. Let's get out of here. Uh, 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 all right. Yeah, you might be right about that. Uh, we, we gotta, we gotta figure something out with her, but, but all right. Uh, uh, ma'am, is, is she okay to move? And she's looking at Megan. Uh, let me find out. Oh, you want a medicine roll, Jeff, for first aid? Uh, you can, I mean, like, you can move her. Like, you kind of have to. Uh, so okay. there's really, yeah. there's really no roll necessary. I would say that from first glance, you have no idea what, exactly is wrong wrong with her but it just seems like something has has sort of discolored stretched distended and almost broken her face in some places and it's just face just seems so seems kind of messed up in some way especially around the mouth and the nose yeah then uh we're gonna move her all right you you grab her feet i got her by i got got her by the head who's got the highest alertness in the group that's the other thing i i've beginning to remember by the way is i don't always have to ask for rolls i can just give you it based upon your percentages it's been a while since i ran it (laughs) 70 oh damn you could tell the people who played delta green before (laughs) yeah i'm a 20 uh okay and megan what are you at i have 60 uh i'll give it to the three of you declan you don't notice this as you kind of are dragging this woman uh out into the hall water is just flooding from the bathrooms into here you can see a couple of the classrooms as well. You can see water flushing out underneath there. You know that a few of those have sinks uh, as well. Sometimes it's, you know, for labs, sometimes it's just for cleanup. But you can see that there's water now flooding underneath those classrooms. As you look up and you're you're trying to pull her back probably to the, to the cafeteria where your paramedic friend is, Luca, Sue, Megan, you look down the hall and you see standing in the middle of the hallway is a woman 60s she is you vaguely recognize her from the group from the 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 the, the people that you spoke or spoke with she was you think she was homeless she definitely uh she definitely kept her herself she seemed a little on the on sort of the sort of the odd side um whatever it meant but you can see her standing right in the middle of the hall staring at you guys head just kind of kicks off to the side and kicks off to the other side. Ma'am, you shouldn't be out here. It's dangerous. Let's get back to the others. You see it just jolt. And then she starts to run. And you can see she, her arms and her legs just kind of move a little bit stretchier than you would expect them. And she, as she's running, you can see she reaches out an arm which just stretches you can see the skin almost begin to rip apart. And she does this parkour move where she pushes herself off what looks like some sort of countertop along the side of the hallway, leaps further than you would expect, and tries to slam down with that arm on one of you. Uh, we're going to go into initiative again. I've got Declan at 75 for Dex. I got Sue at 70. Luca, where are you at for Dex? My dex is 14, 70%. 
Okay, so you are also at 70. Uh, <laughs> Megan, where are you at? <laughs> 11.55. Okay. All right, you are never performing surgery. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so let me double check what her stats are. Let me see where she goes. I think she actually gets to go first. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, she's at 85, so she gets to go first. All right. There's four of you. Four targets. I'm going to roll a die. I'll even roll it in the uh, in Foundry, so you can all see. How about that? Uh, based upon the overlay, Luca 1, Sue 2, Declan 3, Megan 4. First attack roll of the campaign is going to be against Luca Dante. <laughs> Good thing you have those backup DHs. He, he can't get a break. <laughs> Just cannot catch a break. Uh, okay. All right. So let me just give you a quick r- refresher when it comes to, to Delta Green Combat. Everyone's Everyone can go. You can choose on your turn to dodge or fight back as your basically your action for that round, even if it's outside of your turn. Or, but, but if you choose to do that, when your turn comes around, like this round, you can't attack. You know what I mean? So like you can, you can outside of, outside of like the, uh, the dex order, you can choose to fight back or dodge or something like that. You remember, you remember this long? Remember what? Combat? Uh, just combat. Remember? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's vaguely coming back to me. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm going to, she's rolling to attack you. Uh, would you like to try to fight back or dodge? Let's do fight back. Okay. Just unarmed. Okay. Oh boy. Um, so go ahead and roll your unarmed. This is contested. You can you can pick basically when you're fighting back, you can always choose something else on top of it, like disarm, pin, etc. But we'll get to that in case if you pass. Okay. How did you do, young man? I will tell you I passed. Yeah, I passed as well. 15 under 60. 36 under 65. Uh, so you got a 15? Yeah. Okay, so she succeeds. Uh, so 36 under under 65. So she succeeds. Um, all right. She will, with this arm, that just seems to just extend further. Like the, 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 the limb itself has become more limber, less less strict than it should be. And she's going to reach out and the rest of you watch as this arm attempts to wrap. It's like kind of almost kind of wraps around his, his neck around his body. And you can see the wrist kind of slap the back of his head and the hand just whip around almost kind of covering his face. Um, this is going to be, uh, Okay, you're going to take two points of damage and you are grappled. Okay, so we're going to move to Declan. Declan, there is now a woman who is dripping what looks like water. Parts of her skin have been torn. Her arm is unnaturally long. I'm actually going to need all of you to roll a sand test on this, by the way, uh, as you are watching this, every one of you. Uh, passed with a 10. Okay. Passed with uh, a 55 one. under 79. Okay. 
I passed with a 79 and I needed an 80. Okay. 26 passes time. All right. Everyone take one point of sanity loss. That is the minimum on this one. Okay. Declan, what would you like to do? Um, I am looking around for any sort of blunt object I could defend myself with. Uh, roll a luck test. Uh, that is a crit fail. Okay. There, you look around and you see there is a fire extinguisher on the wall. However, as you go to grab it, you realize it is very sturdily adhered to that wall and you pull it off and you try to pull it off. You fail. You slip in the water and you go kind of collapsing into the ground, splashing around all this water in every direction. Okay. Um, but it is, there is something here. You just weren't able to wrench it free on your next turn. You can try again, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, then we'll go to Sue or Luca in whatever order. Uh, Luca, you actually can't go because you already tried try to fight back. So what happened exactly on my turn? I got grappled, but my she, fighting back doesn't do anything. You, you, it was, it's contested. So I think if I recall correctly, because she, uh, I think it's contested. Let's double check that since this is our first time rolling combat in a while. So you fought back. Let me pull this up. Okay, so fight back poses all hand-to-hand. -hand. If you win the contest, you take no damage. It does not protect you against range attacks, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so, yeah, as, all, as far as I understand it, you failed the contest. You both succeeded, but she succeeded higher than you did. Okay, I see. Yeah. So you took that two points of damage, You have, and, you have, and you're currently grappled as she has an arm effectively wrapped around your face in the back of your head. So that was your, like, you're, you were trying to fight back but failed. That was your turn. Oh, so the, in this case, the higher roll is the better? Yeah, it's like a, it's a, I, I've always had it explained to me as, uh, okay. as blackjack. The closer you get to your number, the better. All right, that makes sense. Unless you're critting, of course. Uh, Meg, what do you want to do? Is it my turn? I thought it was Sue's turn. Oh, I'm sorry, Sue. Yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sue is going to, charge this thing okay you charge this thing uh with delta green this is for steven and some other people there's no real like move and attack there's just you take an action and part of your action if you're attacking there's a little bit of movement presumed if you're trying to do like a long distance movement then that's a different thing but if you're just a couple steps and attack that's fine so in this case you're close enough because you were all were right next to each other so you can take two or three steps and charge this woman what are you doing you can attack I am attempting sort of my own, um, trying to kind of tackle this thing to the ground, basically, is what she's trying to do. Okay. Uh, so you're trying, are you trying to, he, so she is currently grappling Luca's head. Are you trying to just rip her free? Yes, 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 that's okay. right. Yeah, because she's already grappling him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so go ahead and roll a, uh, this will, you know, go ahead and roll your, your test. This is going to be... You can either do, I'll say you can roll in athletics. If you're, if you're talking about like saying you're tackling and tackling her down, you can roll athletics if you want. If that's better for you, you can roll unarmed. If that's, which, which either one of those is fine with me. 
let's see. Athletics is very good. Um, unarmed is not as good. Okay. So, yeah, I will roll that. Um, one I other see. thing, the the dodge I think is a roll. Fighting back is opposed contested. So there may be a difference between dodge and fighting back. I know we did roll the contest though. That's what I was saying. She beat him for the way. fighting back. Okay. Uh, so I got a twenty nine, which is under both my hand to hand and my uh, athletics. Okay. So if you're trying to tackle her to the ground, if you're essentially attempting to, to do that, you're trying to break her free from him, I will say that you wrench her free. Uh, and I'm not going to say you're going to go all the way to the ground with her, but you certainly pull her arm off of Luca's face. And now you've kind of got your arms wrapped around her and you can feel that she is very squishy. Uh, Does that mean well, that Luca can go if he and I were tied? Oh, no, because he already, already, used he already his took action. his turn. Yeah, He's yeah. already used his yeah, action. Yeah. I'm trying to fight back. Meg, what would you like to do? Uh, that's a really great question. Uh, just, I, all of you lost sanity for seeing yeah. this thing. You're fighting an unnatural, disgusting creature, and you're not part of Delta Green. You're not aware that this stuff exists in the world. Yeah, exactly. Keep and that. Meg has okay. an injured person with her. So mm -hmm. honestly, she's going to take the two civilians and the injured person she has, and she's going to go to the cafeteria. Okay. What do you mean two civilians? Do you mean? Because remember, uh, I have Lisa and the other guy. They came with oh me. Oh my God. I totally yeah, forgot. Yeah, so we need about to roll them. sand. Yep. Lisa. Oh, that's a 74. That's no good. Oh, All no. right. Castillo. Oh God, that's a 76. That's even worse. Uh, okay. Uh, the two oh, of no. them are going to be taking some sanity loss and I'm going to say they just run. They are just bolting away. Um, and I'm going to say because it's because they failed, they're not running back into the cafeteria. The cafeteria. Yeah. They are running down the hall and deeper into the school, but you still have Sue's mom. If you wanted to do something with her. Yeah, she's she's gonna drop. Uh, she's her goal is to okay. drop her off in the cafeteria with Brian, okay. and then so you start dragging her in, and you guys are yeah. right outside the door. Just wanted you guys to know this: like the there was the bathrooms across the hall from the cafeteria. This fight is happening immediately outside of this door. You drag her through. You these you got those, these push doors. They come open. The sounds of arguing kind of going on uh, on the inside. No one even notices, by the way, because of the argument that's happening as you drag her back inside this cafeteria. All right, we're going to go uh, to the top of the ramp. Uh, and this woman's going to go. Uh, and she's going to attempt. Yeah. Hmm. So, Sue, it's now you and this woman who are kind of tangled up together, not Luca. Right. Okay. Okay. She will, as you're kind of tangled around a bit, her head kind of whips around. And you see her mouth opens. Jaw distends almost and seems to break almost like a, like a snake. And she just almost looks like she's turning to bite into a taco. And her hand and, her, and like her, her whole face just clamps down over your nose and over your mouth. And you feel this expulsion of salt water and little chunks of seaweed. As all of you watch as this woman essentially vomits 
and just pours out this this substance right onto onto Sue's face. Sue, need you to roll a con. Very important con, in fact. All right. Well, uh, con is eighty-five. Oh, that's great. So you know, let's see. You got this. You're gonna live forever. Uh, that's a fifty-nine. Okay. You managed to you managed to clamp your mouth shut. You, you you try as best you can to get your hand up underneath to cover it as best you can. Bits of it get into your mouth. You can feel the terrible taste of bile and salt water in your mouth. But you do manage to sort of withstand whatever is being poured at you here. Declan, your turn. What would you like to do? Um I think seeing this, I would completely forget the fire extinguisher and start running. Okay, you um, scramble up, and where would you want to run? I feel like I probably would have been past her to get the fire extinguisher. I, I think seeing the two other people run deeper in the school, I'd go that way too. Okay, so you just start running after them. Absolutely, no problem. Okay, so that is Declan's turn. Uh, we'll come to Sue and Luca. You're both at 70. You can go whatever order you want. Sue's currently grappled. Uh, Sue, Sue, and, and this other woman are yeah, they're entangled together as she ripped. She kind of like took the shook the hit for you. Basically, is what what happened. It was going to happen to you on this round, but it happened to her instead. I'll try to pull her out and get out of here. Okay, you just want to pull Sue away. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that can be a strength times five or an athletics. If there's a preference, take it. Got a strength. Who's okay. trading? Who's pulling the other off <laughs> yeah. of this person? Mm-hmm. 24 under 80. Absolutely. You pull her away out from under. We'll say for the sake of cinematics, Sue, you were kind of on your back on the on the on the bottom of the hall as the, the water slashes around you. And she kind of climbed on top as the two of you fell to the ground when you when you pulled her away from Luca. And she just used gravity to try to help her. But Luca, you managed to, to sort of push her off, to shove her and pull Sue, grab her by the ankle, just drag her out from underneath the woman. Uh, perfect. Um, and then we've got, uh, let's see, uh, Sue, you can do something too as well, actually. The contest yeah. was not like a fight back dodge. That was something you were going to have to do no matter what. Okay. Uh, okay. I've been debating about whether I wanted to... Uh, pull out a uh, firearm that I have or not. And after that, I this thing tried to kill me. This thing might have tried to kill my mama. And I do believe that is going to be my course of action. Okay. So she's getting kind of pulled away and you're going to see her kind of go up under her pant leg mm-hmm. and she's going to pull uh, a weapon out from that and she okay. is going to attempt to uh, end this thing. Fire away. Roll your ranged combat attack there. Or the firearms, well. com- firearms attack, I mean. Sorry. She is like all bendy and whatnot and I'm not necessarily thinking that this is going to go well from, from a character perspective. I think that is what she would choose to do. 
And I'll yeah. say because Luca kind of pulled you away, no one's currently in combat. So you're not firing, firing into melee at this point as like Luca managed to drag you away a bit. Declan has ran. So have the other two civilians, the two, like the parent and the brother. Megan, you've, Meg has, has dragged your mother back into the cafeteria. So how do you do? Give this a shot. That is, oh, I wasn't trying to make a joke, but I am uh, failing. That is a uh, 75 over. I take in some extra, so it was a 60. Still failed. You fire away. You unload a couple shots. None of them seem to hit. Like, you just fire one. You see it embed into the wall behind. Fire a second. You see it explode as it hits the water fountain. You fire a third. You see it clip her shirt a little bit what looks almost like an like almost like army fatigues that she has and kind of right across the shoulder and kind of embeds into the ground skids across in the water meg shit you hear the sounds of gunfire out in the hallway and you're not the only one as suddenly all of those people who have been arguing in the middle of this cafeteria turn in your direction as they all hear gunshots a few of them instinctively just drop to the ground and kind of huddle Others are just kind of Meg looking and looking. Meg does the same thing because she didn't realize okay. that she'd hear that. So you see her as she has Linda, uh, Sue Ann's mom. She kind of dives over her body mm -hmm. uh, to like guard her. And then once that's over, she sits back up and will quickly try to pull her further into the room. So you don't know it's over. So let's just say gunshot goes out like you're responding oh, and yeah. like a second happens. So you're still on top of her probably. And I just rolled a check. The face is visible. And a few folks see it, and you hear blood-curdling screams as they look at the face of Sue Ann's mother, mm. and and in, and they're howling in terror at this point. And remember, the lights have kind of gone off, but they're flickering every so often, and it's actually almost kind of creating this strobe effect here and there. This is very dark. Few people have gotten out hurricane lanterns inside this cafeteria that's trying to give more steady light. But every now and then you can see the halogens just flicker on just for a second or two and then flicker off. And it almost, it creates this very unsettling strobe effect. I'm going to go to the top of the round. It's the woman's turn again. There are two people in the hallway still that are nearby. I'm going to 50-50 it. See who she goes after. She's going to go after Sue this time. She is going to lunge at you and do the same thing that she tried to do to Luca the first time around. Do you want to fight back? Do you want to dodge? What do you want to do? I let me... Or just take it so that you can keep your action on your turn. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I'm just being serious. Uh, yeah, I want to take my action on my turn. Okay. So so you're just she's just going to swing. Okay, here we go. All right, I need to roll 65 or under. I rolled a 92. As she lunges out, the arm comes flailing down, misses, splashes into the water. You see an explosion of water and these strands of seaweed kind of go flying in different directions, but she does miss. Declan, you're still running. You're a little bit behind the two, uh, you know, the, the, the single mom, the older brother of the kids. You can see they're shouting occasionally. They're shouting for Ricky or Jamie. But they're running and they're running. You can see they curve around a corner and go down a different hallway. One of them, the mother, is trying to push a classroom door open, but in effect, you know, is ineffective at doing so. You look at, at Castillo, the older brother of the missing kid. 
he's running as well. You see him trying to push open this exterior door. It's got a, he doesn't even notice that there's a chain wrapped around on it. So every time he pushes, it just sticks. Declan, what do you want to do as the sounds of gunfire comes out behind you? Um, I think it would be safety with numbers. And since this is the group I'm following, I'm just going to stick with them. Um, and as they're shouting for their kids, I'd be shouting for Merlin. Okay. So you're shouting for us. All of the three of you are just shouting and shouting and shouting. Okay. Um, roll an alertness test. Because yours is pretty low, right? Like 20 Yeah, that's a fail. I got a 71. I needed a 20. All right. Uh, you do not hear the sound of a door opening. We're going to kick over then to Sue and Luca. Holding my hands actions. up to my ear, ringing yeah. from the gunshots. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to flee. All right. The door to the cafeteria is right behind you. Megan just went through it. Declan and the other two people from the cafeteria ran clear down the hall. You can't even see them anymore. They went around a bend. Where do you want to go, Luca? I'll follow Declan and the others. Okay, so you're running down the hall. Fair enough. Uh, Sue, your turn. Same same initiative. Dec- er, Sue, Sue Ann is going to yell, somebody bar the door. Somebody bar that door. So trying to see if somebody will kind of limit this you, you, thing's ability to go inside. You hear I'm nothing shoot. but panic on the inside. You hear nothing but panic going on the inside. People are freaking out because you're firing a gun and people are screaming out, what happened to her face? What is going on? Lights flickering overhead. Fire away. Yep. I was hoping maybe Luca or Jacqueline might hear that. But well, they're I'm not there. They, they ran down the opposite direction, so they're not there. All right. That is a success. Okay, you fire. Uh, what's your damage? Um... Hold on. Uh, 1d10. Yeah, go ahead and give it a roll. Four. Okay. Uh, and yeah, you shoot at her center mass. It's not hard. You see that her body kind of folds around it a little bit. You can see the skin kind of folds. Everything about her is just sort of shifted and changed, but it does kind of throw her back. At the very least, the force of the bullet is kind of pushing her back. Okay. Megan, we're inside. People are yep. shouting. What happened to her face? The light, that strobe light is flickering. You see a face and it goes darkness, face, then darkness, face, then darkness. There's this orange glow of some of these hurricane lanterns. They're in different corners. Some of them have, gotten, have fallen over. You hear this, this crack of glass. Megan, you see a large shadow suddenly on the wall. On the far end, you can see it in the ceiling a little bit. You can see it on the walls, but you can't see what's casting it. And then you hear the gunfire go off again. What do you want to do? Uh, she's going to yell for Brian to come help her. Uh, and then Megan is going to attempt to... Uh, get a lantern and... and sh- uh, start yelling who is that at that big shadow okay uh so yeah you'll see your paramedic buddy brian will scramble across the ground and he will you know slide down next to sue ann's mom 
and you'll, you'll see him go, what the hell? Uh, and then you'll reach out, you grab a lantern, you hold it up, and then we'll keep going. The woman's uh, turn. The woman in the hall has only one target now, and it is Sue mm-hmm. Ann Katie. Mm-hmm. She's going to lunge out. Are you fighting back, dodging, or are you just going to let it ride? I'm going to let it ride because I'm going to try to shoot again. Man, 93 this time. Stop rolling 90s. She lunges oh, out again. Oh, 90s spread from long. She lunges out again. She slides and glides past you. The the hallway is definitely got a few inches worth of worth of this dark water sloshing around, and she slams into the wall. And despite kind of this flexibility of her arm, you just see a chunk of the of the wall itself, the plaster just just wrench free and fall into the ground. This little specks of white, uh, kind of on top of the dark of, darkness of the water. You move over the Declan. Declan, you are you've been following these two people. And you can, you can hear, you don't hear what I'd already described, but you're following these people. Would you say you're behind the woman who is trying to push open a classroom door? Are you behind the man who is trying to go to like an exterior door that's been chained up? What would you say you're doing? I didn't fail my sanity. So I think I would have my wits about me a little bit more than them. Uh, And I, I I would know that most of these doors are locked. So mm-hmm. I think if anything, I would be like pushing past them to like look for the next corner or something like that. The hallway. Okay. You push around and you do. And in fact, yeah, like there are a couple halls, like there's essentially these series of halls and a couple indoor classrooms where all of the kindergarten, first graders, second graders, third graders are. And so, yeah, you, you go to the next hall. You can see it's a long and dark hallway and an occasional flicker of a light comes on and you can see the off white reflective linoleum has been covered now with this dark, sludgy water. It's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And you see it pouring out and under some of these doors of the classrooms. You see another set of what looks like bathrooms down this hall. Same thing as the one you saw before. There's just rushing water as if everything is just erupting out of it. And you see in between each of those flickers, this squiggling that's coming in your direction where something's in the water. And then you hear, riff, riff, riff. and you see the far end of the hallway on top of what looks like one of these side counters that some of these hallways have. You can see the two kids and you can see the dog are huddled and there is something weaving its way up that up from the water, much like it kind of whipped up towards your neck trying to reach for those kids and for the dog. Um, I would shout out Merlin and start running towards him. Okay. I'm gonna need you to roll a dodge. So I'm gonna need you to roll a dodge test here. All right. Uh, my dodge is 50. Um, oh, I'd like to really take good. a bonus 20. Uh, okay. Yeah, I wish I would have put that 50 into alertness now that I... <laughs> Alertness is a very important but, skill, but it's not the only important skill. There's a lot of really uh, useful I took the 20, so I needed a 70, and I rolled an 85, so I failed. No. You run. You get maybe 10, 15 feet, when all of a sudden, you just feel something wrap 
around your legs and you go falling at full speed, face first, splashing down into the water. It's not so thick, not so deep that your head doesn't collapse onto the ground. You're going to take eh, just a point of damage uh, as you smash your head down into it and something has wrapped itself around your legs. Sue and Luca. Different scenarios here. Luca, you're chasing after Declan. We'll say you curve the corner. You can see the woman that you were chasing, the young woman, Lisa. Uh, she is sort of the single mother kind of shouting out for Jamie. She's banging on the doors, trying to push the doors open. You can see that Castillo, the, the older brother of the other missing child, he is trying to push his way out. And he's you can see he's ripped something from what looks like the wall, some sort of display, like a, you think a baseball bat maybe? something from T-Ball or whatever, and he's just trying to smash into the glass uh, of the actual exterior door to see if he can maybe crawl through. And I'd say you probably don't see Declan as he just ran down that corridor, but you don't see Declan. Wasn't Declan just with you? Uh, these two people are panicking and going crazy. And so when you come around the corner and you say, wasn't Declan still with you? You just hear, I don't know who that is. Jamie! Your kids wouldn't be in it. If you can't get in, how could they get in? Roll a psychotherapy. If you want to try to break them out of their of their lunacy. Okay. I've got a 10 in that. That a boy. <laughs> Would you like some extra? Nah. A 90, I believe. Okay. <laughs> You see Castillo start to climb up and through the broken glass portion of the door, squeezing in. He's cutting himself as he does so. You see that Lisa just moves on to the next door and is kind of smashing into it. You see splashing in the water in between some of the flickerings of light. And that's when you step forward and I'll say the last thing you're able to do is you'll be able to see Declan in the ground and wrapped around his ankles you, in his legs, you can see this is the strands of some sort of vegetation, almost like they almost look like snakes, but it's more like seaweed. And at the far end, you can see the kids and the dog. How much I can do my action, I'll just catch up to him. Okay. We'll cut then to Sue. Sue, you are in the hallway still. Mm hmm. You, this woman just swung at you, missed. What do you want to do? You're all alone now. I think that I need to take care of this because there's a lot of people inside that are going to be at risk if I don't. So she is going to continue to shoot. Okay, fire away. And let me know how you do. That is a success. Okay, roll your damage. Uh, we need 10 again. Is a nine. Wow, nine points, huh? You did four the first time? Yeah. Wow. You catch her in the face. And you see that you catch her right underneath the cheekbone, right underneath the eye. You even see an explosion at the back of her head. And then for a moment she pauses. But then the head still kind of lurches up. And from this hole in the face that you just made, you just see... That same substance that was tried to shove down your throat just starts pouring out. 
and mixing with the water below. Seems v- very harmed, but not fully out. Let's go inside. Meg, you're looking around with the got the lantern up. People are panicking, diving in their tables. Gunshots are continuing to ring out. What are you doing? She's trying to see what that big shadow is and uh, just continues to yell for people to get down. You, everyone, everyone starts ducking and ducking. You're looking on the far side of the cafeteria. The light keeps flickering and flickering. You stand up from where you had been sort of keeping your head down low as the gunfire. And you see on the far side of the cafeteria, the bloated woman has pushed her way into this massive cafeteria. Except she is much bigger, much bigger than when you saw her inside that walk-in. She is not six feet tall. She is eight feet tall. She is 10 feet tall. She is 12 feet tall. She is enormous. And she just, in your eyes, just seems to grow and grow and grow. The skin growing thinner and more taut. And you see across the belly, a tear rips open, separating the torso from the waist and below. And you see unfurling out from that tear, these long, slick, black and green tentacles, perhaps eight. They start flipping and flying around. Room fills with shouts and they are just thrown out in all directions at everybody in the cafeteria. And that is where we are going to end our first session tonight. Oh my oh gosh. God. Told you. Horrible. I feel really bad for Ashley right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't oh my like gosh. Meg. I hope you didn't <laughs> like Meg. Oh God. Well, that is the I end sh- of Meg. I should have maybe saved her as my backup character instead. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. When, uh, guys, I can't fight for shit, y'all. When I can Melissa heal. was like, bar the door, I'm like, boy, if somebody does, oh, that's going to be really shitty in a I second. I did not want that <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's going to be real shitty in a second. Okay. How y'all doing? You doing okay? Wow. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's fun. Yes, I'm stressed, but this is fun. Uh (laughs) This is, if you've never watched, like, this is a little more Monster of the Weeky for Delta. There's a little bit more investigative components to it. But like I said, we're playing people who have, they're not in Delta Green. This is the incursion that opens their eyes to the unnatural into Delta Green. Mm -hmm. And we have more stuff to cover in our second session, which should be the end of this prologue. This prologue, I planned for it just to be two sessions. And so we'll see how this ends. Uh, I wanted to be super impactful, super tough, super. I mean, like it, you guys are going to remember this because I feel like that's what they should be, right? Like this is the thing that that it's not. It shouldn't be some light minimalist. Yeah, for kind sure. Trauma bonds are the strongest bonds. <laughs> well, Our eyes are open. Maggie, you're going to have to roll a backup character. I'm pretty sure you're dead uh, right now. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how it we'll goes. We'll see.
Uh, okay. Um, so you guys also, uh, and so I'll tell this to the players and I'll say it now on, on, on streams that everybody knows one of the things you do in Delta green, if you fail a, a test, uh, in a skill during the session, uh, you put a little check mark by it. Uh, and then at the end of the session, you can roll, uh, we're going to do a D4. There's a couple different variations, but we're going to do a D4, uh, and whatever you roll, you can add to that skill. So, um, looking at Declan's for instance, Declan, you failed alertness, roll a D4. Add it to your alertness score. You've gotten a little bit better at it. That makes sense? Okay. Uh, and I do that for each skill, right? For each skill you failed. Only the ones that you failed to roll for. Right, right. Yep. Okay. So, uh, while they're doing that, let's talk about what's coming up uh, in the next couple of days. Tomorrow, come check us out. Uh, we're playing some One Ring. Uh, also, you can see me and Steven and Melissa over on Grim and Perilous Plays earlier in the day as we're going to be starting up a new Forbidden Lands campaign. Then in the afternoon in our usual 5 p.m. Central time, come watch us play some Wondering. Uh, Monday, our plan is to get back to Horror on the Orient Express for Call of Cthulhu. Uh, so uh, come check that out. And then on Tuesday, Stephen, what do we what do we do on Tuesdays? Back to Forbidden Lands. We took a week off and we'll be uh, coming back to it. The party has had some tough fights recently, but I think they're on the tail end of it. Uh, and they're going to try and figure out where their next direction is to go. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. And then Friday next week, we will be back to... What are we playing Friday? Conan. Also, next Thursday, new game, uh, new night. We're going to be playing some Die Fantasy Heartbreaker RPG from Marone Work and Descartes. Uh, so come check that out. Uh, I was very excited to give that a start. Why did I agree to run another game? Why did I do this to myself? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I'm excited to watch it. Pretty crazy. Uh, thank you to everyone going out tonight. Thank you to those of you who threw out some bits. If you haven't yet followed the channel, please do. It is how I define my self-worth. So that numerical number that's next to our followers is exactly how well I feel about myself. And it's out of like a million. So right now it's pretty low. I'm feeling pretty low. So go ahead and click that follow button. If you're watching this later on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button as well. And uh, yeah, come watch us live. We're having fun. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.